0: could be jailed for up to 10 years. Detectives are trying to find four men who were seen near where a teenager was murdered in Luton. The 19-year-old was fatally stabbed in the heart in the early hours of Friday morning. A 43-year-old man has been released on police bail. Detective Chief Inspector Sean Basra of Bedfordshire Police says the four men went into an alleyway near Hastings Street.
1: post-mortem report suggests that the cause of death was a single stab wound to the chest. I know there was a lot of pedestrian traffic in and around the area at that time. I'm particularly interested in a group of four males that were seen in an alleyway in Hastings Street going into Elizabeth Street.
0: GPs have started referring patients back to the controversial surgery centre at the Lister Hospital in Stevenage. From this week, the centre is back under NHS control. Tony Fisher reports. Four months ago, the Care Quality Commission said the licence of the privately run centre should be suspended and many doctors in Hertfordshire stopped sending patients there. It followed the deaths of three patients after routine surgery and the loss of thousands of patient records. The NHS has now paid £53 million to buy it back from Clinicentre and carry out surgical operations themselves. An innocent man who spent years in prison for the murder of his girlfriend in Milton Keynes has submitted another claim for compensation. Barry White was wrongly jailed for the murder of 19-year-old Rachel Manning over a decade ago. Earlier this month, another man was found guilty of the crime. Barry has told Ian Lee that it's not up to him how much compensation he gets.
2: What, What price can you put on 13 years? That's not up to me to decide. That's up for their solicitors and the government to decide how much I get.
0: In sport, Andy Murray has helped guide Great Britain back into the elite group of tennis. The Wimbledon champion returned to the Davis Cup team to beat Ivan Dodig in straight sets as Britain won 4-1. The weather for bedtards and bucks will be cool today with blustery showers. Top temperatures around 14 degrees Celsius, 57 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three
3: Counties Radio. Oh, isn't it chilly this morning? Isn't it chilly? It was chilly all night. Pyjamas and a T-shirt in bed. That's the uh, the current uh, formal wear. Lots coming up in the first hour of the show, including he served six years in a prison for a murder he didn't commit. He's now seeking compensation. You can hear my exclusive interview with Barry White. We'll have the, all the latest exciting news on the NHS taking control of the Stevenage Sur- Surgery Centre. And the Queen gives the corgis lashings of her special gravy. Isn't that um, an image to behold? We've sent Justin Dealey out to ask, what treats do you give your pets? Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. If you want to get in touch this morning, you can do facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, 81333, start your text 3CR, or you can give me a call, 08459 455 555.
4: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
1: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: I just bent over to lift up the toilet seat and my batty went... And then it was kind of okay. And then uh, I needed to uh, go to the toilet again the next day. And I bent down to pick up the toilet seat. Then, and, and my back has not recovered. How on earth has that happened? That means I'm kind of, I don't know, getting old and things? If even going to to the toilet is causing me uh, uh, pain. Oh, wait, 459, five, 455, double 555. Double I, I, I need someone to come in and just t- t- take my back off and replace it with a new back. I think that's the only thing. Uh, that's going to fix that. Uh, right. The conviction of Bletchley man Shahid Al Ahmed for the murder of Rachel Manning has strengthened the case for compensation for two men wrongly accused of involvement in her death. Rachel's boyfriend, Barry White, served six years in prison before his conviction was quashed in 2007. He submitted a second claim to the Ministry of Justice via his lawyers. Well, here's the first part of my exclusive interview with Barry White, who finally feels ready to be- begin rebuilding his life. Barry, it's very nice to meet you. Tell us a little bit about... Um, you've been looking for compensation, haven't you, for the last five years? How's that going?
2: Um, yeah, it's going all right. our I mean, solicitors are dealing with it, and I think we've put in our second claim for consideration now, and hopefully we should hear something soon. Hopefully.
3: I'm kind of naive at this. I kind of thought, you go to prison... You get found out you're in prison for the wrong reason, that you'd come out and you would get a cheque and a big apology. It's not been anything like that, has it?
2: No, no. I've, got an, I've had an apology, but the cheque, we've, we've been fighting it for five years. And for five years, they were like, well, we're not going to give you a conversation because we still think you might have done it.
3: Is that really what the, the, the implication you, th- th- they've made?
2: Yeah. Yeah, we've got letters indoors saying, you know, saying that we, we're not giving you a conversation because in our eyes, we still think you might have done this crime.
3: Even though the, the conviction was overturned and you were found not guilty?
2: Even though the conviction was overturned, yep. yep.
3: How, how does that make you feel?
2: It's horrible. Horrible. I, I've been proven innocent. Now you're sending me, you still might think I've done it. How do you get? How you deal with that? It's it, it, It's a horrific story. I, I, and um,
3: I, I can't even begin to imagine what you feel like. You lose your girlfriend in a horrific crime. You get blamed for it. You get arrested. You get sent to prison. As this story was progressing, how were you feeling?
2: That oh, was horrible. The first year, two years, it was horrible in jail. I, I'd say I turned to drugs and I, just to get an escape route, just to put me where I'm not, where I was at the time.
3: When the police arrested you for the murder, wh- what did you think?
2: I was just in shock that they were arresting me and... Was questioning me for three, like two or three days, and I was thinking oh, I never done this crime. I'm telling you the truth, and you just don't seem to believe a word I say.
3: And that, that just must have been so frustrating. You just you're sat mm. there telling the truth, and, and all the coppers going, yeah, okay, son. Yeah. Now
2: come and tell us the real truth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how it felt. Like they felt like they built, put me in the middle, and just built the case around me. Not built the case and went, well, this is the evidence. It proves that it was you. They've just got me and said, right, it was you. Let's build the case around it so it suits you.
3: Were you constantly thinking, all the way through the arrest, all the way through the court case, when you started going to prison, were you thinking, at some point,
2: someone is going to stand up and say, no, hang on
3: a second, we've got the wrong
2: fella? Yep, yep. All from my jail time, I thought they were going to come to my cell. I'll come and bury let you're free to go. We found out you're innocent, you're, you can go now. What, what was prison like for you? Oh, it's horrible. Absolutely horrible place. Hated every minute of it. You say you turned to drugs. This was in prison, yeah. was it? What, 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 what drugs were you taking and, and, and how did they help anything i can get my hands on like prescription illegal anything and it gave me an escape room it made me not think of where i was it took me from where i was at the time
3: all, all the time this is going on how are your
2: family treating you did
3: they know you were innocent or did they have suspicions what were they thinking
2: no, all my family knew i was innocent every single one of them they all straight away knew i was innocent all my friends because they knew what sort of person i actually was right, where the where the police and the media portrayed me as this horrible person all my family and friends knew I wasn't that person that that I'm being portrayed in the media or by the police.
3: Well, that was Barry White speaking to me. We'll have the second part of that interview a bit later on. 08459 455 555 I do. Morning, this is Inley. BBC Three Counties Radio. What are you doing in here?
5: I've got something to tell you in a bit. Something serious to tell you in a bit. But I just thought. I'd yeah, but really. that's not.
3: That's five minutes away.
5: I know, but I like Candy Stanton. What can I tell you?
3: Okay, so we're going to be sat here for the next. You're going to sit here and watch the master at work. Yeah, go on. There's Catherine Boyle, by the way. You probably don't remember her. Uh, um, <laughs> what, what do they call it? A voice. Because you've been on holiday.
5: No, I've been away for five days.
3: And then, so when's your next holiday? Thursday. Thursday!
5: Unbelievable. Yeah, but you know, little a, <laughs> little, a little bit of a good thing.
3: A little bit of a good thing. Well, it's, it's nice to have you back for three days. Yeah,
5: but then I'm back constantly, you'll be sick of me by then.
3: Um, now, so, <laughs> I wait, 459-455-555 double, five, five, double, five is the telephone number. It is a little bit partridge, but we are there is a story in the newspapers, I, it's over there. The Queen's, sp- keep quiet.
5: I'm being that man off partridge that goes, yeah.
3: No, well don't. The queen uh, makes special. The queen gives her corgis her special gravy. Now, <laughs> that's no use, Catherine. That's how is that helping anything apart from possibly getting us court-martialed? Uh, so w- w- we are sending Justin Dealy out. Uh, is it dark in here? Yeah. I think I think something's happened. Either uh, well, the lights are not working. That would be it. Uh, so we're sending Justin Dealy out uh, around uh, beds, hearts, and bucks, to find out what treats. Let's be honest. Uh, to find out what treats you give your pets. Now, I don't give I don't give my cat treats anymore. I used to buy her Christmas presents and would wrap them up. Uh, and then about, maybe about 3 or 4 years ago I thought oh, that's a really stupid thing to do.
5: My sister's cat still gets an advent calendar, an advent calendar.
3: That flipping rabbit keeps escaping.
5: It's because you're not treating him enough.
3: I've got He's been him talking treats. to Velvet. They don't... I don't think they even... They won't talk to each other. I tried to initiate contact between Benjamin Bunny and Velvet the cat at the weekend. So like, Velvet, come and have a look at the rabbit. Velvet would be right up for that, wouldn't she? She was... They there having none of it. They just... They wouldn't even look at each other. I think they have had words at some point. I think there has been some form of tension between the two pets, uh, and they're like, we just... Please don't make this... Make us talk to She's each other.
5: She's quite posh, and he's, and he's from Luton, isn't, isn't he? I Is it a clash of
3: worlds? It could be a class war going on in uh, my uh, pet... Uh, Menagerie is a microcosm of society in all its classes. They'll, they'll
5: realise that they're really the same.
3: Yeah, and then they'll rise up against me and kill me. I think that's how it works in Animal Farm. I'm not totally <laughs> sure, as I've never read it. I've only seen the film, the cartoon. 08459 455555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the latest travel. Travel news from beds,
6: cards and bugs.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
6: Good morning. So far today, things have been looking reasonably good on the roads of the three counties. It's not been a bad start out there for the M25. Things are moving well through the roadwork section and no delays that I can see on any of the other main routes either. So if you're heading for the A1M or for the M1, even the M40 through the roadwork section at Junction 7 Tame is still looking good. Works in a little Chalfont. The A404 westbound has some temporary lights for gas main work between Loudham's Road and St Nicholas Close. And of course works on the Fenny Stratford bypass, the A5. There's a lane closed off for junction improvement works as you come down to the junction with the A4146 that's at the McDonald's roundabout, can get very busy at times. Trains and tubes, running well. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Adam.
3: Right, it's 6.16. It's Monday, the 16th of uh, September. I'm Ian Lee, and these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The surgery centre in Stevenage is back under NHS control following a number of deaths after routine surgery. Barry White, who wrongly spent six years in prison for the murder of Rachel Manning in Milton Keynes, is making another claim for compensation. The weather today will be cool with blustery showers coming up will bring you more on the Sergis Centre in Stevenage I know really it doesn't get much better than this and for that I can only
4: apologise BBC Three Counties Radio If you got a problem with a company, a council or an organisation. They were really, really unhelpful. They laughed at me. The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. We have been back 11 visits each
7: time because of the problems my husband's been having. Since the beginning of June,
8: I've had no schedule freezer.
4: If you need our help, email jvsshow at bbc.co.uk
9: Gentleman then agreed to refund me my money as of yet. He's resold the vehicle and still no refund.
4: The JBS Show. Weekdays from 9. BBC Three Counties Radio.
10: They say that you're a runner around lover. Oh, you say it isn't so. But if you put me down for another, I'll know be... Because the night has a thousand eyes And a thousand eyes can't help but see If you are true to me So remember when you tell those little white lies That the night has a thousand eyes You say that you're at home when you phone me And how much you really care Though you keep telling me That you're lonely I'll know if someone is there Cause a night Has a thousand eyes And a thousand eyes Can't help but see If you Are true to me So Has a thousand eyes one of these days you're gonna be sorry cause your game I'm gonna play and you find out without really trying each time that my kiss is free cause a night has a thousand eyes ...will see me too ...and no... ...matter what I do... ...I could never... ...these skies... all my little white lies... ...cause the night... ...has a thousand eyes... ...so remember... ...when you tell... ...those little white lies... ...that the night... ...has a thousand
3: eyes... ...there's a terrifying image... ...if ever there was one... ...a night literally having a thousand eyes... Brrrrm. <laughs> The NHS has taken control of the Stevenage Surgery Centre, where three patients died after routine surgery. The clinic was run by a private company at the time of those deaths. It's now been bought by the Department of Health for 53 million pounds. Well, Our reporter, Catherine Boyle, joins me in the studio. Catherine, what's the background to this story?
5: Well, the clinic only opened two years ago, and it provides routine surgery in areas like ear, nose, and throat, trauma, orthopedics, gynaecology, ophthalmology, for NHS patients who referred there. It's, as you said, it's run by a pri- was run privately. Now, back in March, we told you that the health regulator, the Care Quality Commission, was taking action against the clinic, uh, which was being run by a company called CliniCentre, which was part of the building firm, Carillion. Um, In April last year, the CQC inspectors failed the centre in four out of five areas. And the following August, GPs were told not to refer patients to the eye department because of worrying waiting times, with some patients waiting up to a year. Wow. Um, Three people undergoing routine surgery for joint conditions then died unexpectedly during routine procedures which sparked an investigation by Hertfordshire NHS and the CQC. And in January 2012, it was established that 8,500 patient records had been lost. So it's really sort of a catalogue of
3: things. That's incredible. And in May, it had its licence taken away, didn't it?
5: Yeah, the CQC issued a notice of suspension on the 16th of May. Carillion then had 28 days to appeal. And at the time, the company refused to confirm whether or not it was appealing against the suspension and uh, gave us a statement saying, we have no reason to believe that we will will not be continuing to provide service ...for patients at the Clinic Centre for the foreseeable future. We can assure the local community that all our staff at Clinic Centre remain committed to delivering the very highest levels of care for patients and that we're working hard to meet the CQC's requirements.
3: Even then, though, the, the future for the clinic staying in private hands didn't look positive, did uh, it?
5: And Stephen Age MP, Stephen McPartland's consistently repeated his calls for the failing, as he calls it, and uh, of Surgery Centre and, and asking for it to be returned to NHS control. He's told us in the past that it's not... Um, up to the job of providing the best possible health care for patients and his constituents and Carillion should have its licence suspended now those calls were echoed by Michael Mancy from Hitchin you remember this story because um, Michael spoke to us a number of times um, telling us about the death of his sister Anita mm. she died three days after a knee replacement operation at the surgery centre and Mr mancy was angry that he'd not been told about an investigation into her death um, he was told that she'd had a heart attack and Mr Mancy told us at the time I think it's most strange because she had an ECG before the operation to make sure her heart was okay. He told us there are so many things unexplained I'm very suspicious.
3: And so after all this the NHS is bring, bringing the clinic under its control.
5: Yeah, a hospital operators, Carillion, said so the transfer was by mutual agreement. NHS Central Eastern Commissioning Support Unit said the decision to transfer services um, was an agreement between the Department of Health East and North Hertfordshire Clinical Commissioning Group, uh, NHS England and Clinic Centre, so that's the mutualness uh, or mutuality. Um, they also told us um, there'll be no break in service during this transfer and patients who are currently receiving treatment at surgery Center should continue to attend their appointments as usual. The NHS says its priority is to ensure patient care is not affected. Carillion unfortunately won't comment on losing the contract but in a statement confirmed that the agreement had been made and their managing director Mike Hobbs said there'll be no break in service provision and the NHS will retain the list of surgery centre buildings and equipment for continued use.
3: I do find it odd that, it, that, that Carillion is a building firm and I know you've uh, you know, have different kind of sections and things, but it seems odd that a, a, a clinic centre, a surgery centre, a hospital, a doctor, whatever, was part-owned or owned by a building firm. It just
5: shows how far these companies reach out, I
3: suppose. Very strange. Catherine Boyle, thank you very much. 08459
11: 455 555. Girl, get out of my mind. The secret of your use. you You led me... baby in disguise And though She won.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio, despite the evidence, that gentleman is not on the list. So, uh, good for him. Well done, Gary Puckett. And his union gap. I wonder what that refers to. Uh, if you want to give us a call this morning, you can do 08459 555. You can go to the Facebook page. We'll put something of interest up there at some point, what it'll be. yet, yeah, I just don't know. I just don't know. But facebook.com forward slash BBC Three CR. And of course should you so wish you can send me an email i think my emails are working now they we struggled with them last week there's a lot of struggle i say struggle i clicked on it it wouldn't open i went ah, never mind i'm enjoying life by the way uh with my not so smartphone my nokia brick I, I i indulged in a game of snake at the weekend snake 2 actually the sequel i got up to uh, 78 points and i thought this is really boring uh, so, so i i've got the brick it doesn't take emails. It has no access to the internet. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Everyone should do it. It does phone calls and it, it, it receives texts. It sends texts, but it's so hard to type because you have to do the C uh, uh, e, uh, e. You have to keep tapping and tapping to get the letters. I don't even bother sending texts. If I do, I've started using text speak as well. I know. Everyone should downgrade. It's made my life feel so much better. I'm more present in the moment. Who'd have thunk it? And here's ah, here's here's the rub. Uh, I, I only have to charge my phone once every three days, something like that. Think of the, the uh, how I'm saving the environment. Hey, what happened to the hole in the ozone layer? Do you remember the hole in the ozone layer? That was big news. So big, in fact, I was listening to a Beach Boy song from uh, the early '90s. When uh, what was the line? they, they uh, there was a line they sang about an ozone layer. Oh, what was it? It It's it's really fantastic rhyme. (laughs) We're gonna looked in the future, and what I saw was a world in harmony with natural law. Oh no, that's not it. It'll come to me. It's a it's a cracking line uh, about the ozone layer, sung by the Beach Boys. I'll I'll give it to you after the latest travel news with Adam. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
6: Thanks very much, Ian. Things looking at least nice and quiet on the roads this morning. No delays that I can see on the cameras. M25 slightly busy going into the roadworks section but that's not a big surprise really as you go past and Enfield at junction 25 is where the speed sensors are starting to pick up some very short delays but no trouble anywhere else through the three counties we're looking okay in Bedford no delays yet in and around Milton Keynes or on the roadworks at the A5 a 4146 junction M1 past Luton is clear on the cameras If you're travelling by train, it's a good morning for you as well because the departure boards are not currently showing any delays. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Way back when, when our master plan was having fun, fun, fun as
3: America's band, we came out rocking with Rhonda and Barbara Ann singing of Surf and Sand. Here it comes. Now, when we look back over all the fun we had, if our lifestyles, lifestyle's over now, it sure is sad. We've got to get back to living without a care... Give me sunshine, water, and an ozone layer. <laughs> Beach Boys! Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC's
4: Three Counties Radio.
0: It's half past six. I'm Lee new The headline, security firm Serco has dismissed three employees at the Yarlswood Immigration Centre in Bedfordshire. It follows a report in the Observer newspaper alleging that women there have been subjected to unwanted sexual advances. People who commit benefit fraud could face longer prison sentences under new guidelines published today. The changes mean some offenders could be jailed for up to ten years. The controversial surgery centre at the Lister Hospital in Stevenage is back under NHS control this morning. Morning. Doctors have refused to refer patients to the privately run centre since May, following the deaths of three patients after routine surgery. And an innocent man who spent years in prison for the murder of his girlfriend in Milton Keynes has submitted another claim for compensation. Barry White was wrongly jailed for the murder of 19-year-old Rachel Manning over a decade ago. The weather will be cool today with blustery showers, top temperatures around 14 degrees Celsius, 57 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Cristiano Ronaldo says he has no plans to return to Manchester United. He signed a new contract that will keep him at Real Madrid until 2018. Ronaldo says he wants to finish his career in Spain.
12: Manchester, it's, uh, it's the past. Now my club, it's the present, it's Real Madrid. Now it's, this is my home. My family it's here. And I'm really happy here. The club's who knock the door to ask something about me. But they always know that my only goal is always to be here and to play in this club for, for maybe
0: until the end of my career. In the Premier League yesterday, Southampton and West Ham drew nil-nil at St Mary's. Luke Chadwick, Sean Williams and Patrick Bamford helped secure a 3-1 victory for MK Dons against Notts County on Saturday. Goal scorer Sean Williams is focusing on his own team's efforts.
13: I think we're just taking each game as it comes. We're not worrying about other teams' results and how they're doing. We're just just worried about our own performances and making sure we can get as many points on the board as possible. Peterborough's up next, so we'll focus our attention on them when uh, when we come back in train.
0: And in tennis, the Wimbledon champion Andy Murray says he will play in Great Britain's Davis Cup World Group tie in February. Murray won both of his singles matches and was part of the doubles team, which saw Britain win their playoff tie against Croatia. And that's BBC Three Counties News and Sport. With more at seven o'clock. So Lee, mm. Davis Cup's not golf then? It, not
3: this week, is it? Ever golf? I don't. I'm talking to the wrong person, aren't Yeah, I? you are, really, aren't you? Thanks very much. Call
4: 08459
3: 455 555. BBC, oh dear. <laughs> Radio. Not one person in the building knows anything about sport. Uh, 08459 455 555. Coming up uh, in a little bit, we'll find out the latest uh, about Yarlswood Detention Centre. It's been in the papers this weekend. But before that, Phil's in, in Wickham. Good morning, Phil. Hi, Ian, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing all right. There's a light bulb has gone in this studio, uh, which is making everything look a little bit darker, and it's it's kind of it's making me sad, as in seasonal affective disorder.
14: Oh well, I'm blind anyway, so don't bother me. Oh, realize, there you I've go. Got my lights off of me flat <laughs> anyway.
3: At, look <laughs> at you showing off your blind, so and so. Oh, you see, you've got you one up it? on me. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, don't
14: worry, the electric bills are low anyway. <laughs>
3: Hang on a second. Did you say? Yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, not, not often you hear many blind people saying, "Yeah, it's good actually." Oh, uh, all right. Uh, Phil, what have you called in for? What can I do for uh, you? Yeah, I've just heard
14: you about your um, about your phones.
3: Oh yes, I've I've yeah. downgraded to a not so smartphone. Yeah.
14: Well, what I do? Um, I've got an iPhone five for the internet. Yeah. Um, and I take it out and about because I've got a limited internet with that. Um, but what I tend to find is it, it eats the battery so much you can't do everything on it.
3: On the iPhone?
14: Yeah. Oh, it's terrible, it's, it's, yes. Yeah. So what I've done, I've got um, a Nokia. I, I don't know if I can plug it in. It's, it's got a qwerty keyboard on it. Right. Um, yeah. It's fantastic. So you'd have to keep tapping all the time. You've just got like a qwerty keyboard. Um, it's got a 12 or 13-hour talk time. And all I can do is get me texts, I can talk on it, and do, you, I are do you, emails, and that's
3: it. Do you work in a phone shop or something? Because you're, you're sell- it sounds like you're selling me a very smart package there. Well, yeah, I can tell you the name of it if you want it. No, listen, I'm, I'm happy with my brick. <laughs> all my brick does, phone calls and texts. That's yeah, well, it. Yeah, but this, this is what this does as well. I mean, I've, I've, I've
14: always I've had phones on my life and messed about with them, but this is perfect because yeah, I've had phones you can do life. everything with it. You, you, you know, with the smartphones, you just can't do everything on it. It burns the battery too much. You
3: know, Phil. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate uh, y- your interest. Phil said an interesting thing there. Texts, texts, is text, is. It's text but, it, uh, uh, d- but lots of more and more people. Uh, I should have asked him about that. More and more people are saying texts. Is. Strange, isn't it? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Bit of Lulu, yeah. Mm-hmm. I once interviewed Lulu and she was delightful and then after the show there, there, uh, there were lots of gentlemen including me sat around her feet as she regaled us of stories of rock and roll excess and I think she might have talked about Morris B.G as well I think she might have done I don't know anyway uh, Catherine Bowles here Catherine look, we should probably have a little look through the newspapers let's have a look through the newspapers uh, uh, can I have one of the newspapers yeah um... the, the, the Daily Express is still banging on about how uh, Princess Diana was murdered I know the truth about Diana She was being driven by a drunk Frenchman who was going too fast and she wasn't wearing a seatbelt. But no, the Daily Express... That is a dodgy tunnel. It's a very dodgy tunnel. Uh, The Daily Express is still banging on. SAS ordered to kill Diana. Police under renewed pressure to open full murder investigation. Who's putting that pressure on? It's the Daily Express. Princess Diana was murdered in a job carried out to order. The SAS soldier behind the claim told his wife. All of this stuff has come from the wife of a guy who was in the SES. They had one argument, and he went, Yeah, and another thing, I was part of the team that killed Princess Diana. Oh, so she wrote a letter to the army, and they went, Who's this crackpot? She then sent it to the Daily Express. They went, Oh, let's let's do uh, three weeks' worth of front pages out of this. His description of a clinical mission adds to the growing evidence, growing evidence. Her death in a car crash was not an accident and it will heap further pressure, no it won't, on the Metropolitan Police to fully reopen the case. The latest extraordinary details of the alleged plot have been recounted by the ex-wife of former SAS sniper, Soldier M. We're not allowed to know his name because we'll all point at him in the street and go, ha 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 Fantasist, wow. fantasist. She has said... Uh, this is the, the wife. He told her he knew all along that his colleagues were responsible for his death, but the soldier sought to justify it to her by saying, it's an order, a job's a job. Bonkers. I do SCF like... A,
5: soldiers renowned for their trappiness as I, well. They tell all their secrets, don't they?
3: Don't they just... I do like a good conspiracy theory, though. I'm a big fan of conspiracy that's theories. That's not one. No, that's, that's just a bloke who said something.
5: The de- or may or may not have said something.
3: Well, who, who knows? So, well, it's soldier, I don't think we can libel a letter, can we? You what have try. you found, Catherine? Daily
5: Mail: Criminals on bail commit one in seven murders, smaller words, and they carry out two rapes a week.
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm not. La- I shouldn't. I'm not laughing at the crimes. I'm laughing at the way at- they
5: phrase things. One in seven murders in Britain's committed by suspects freed on bail while awaiting trial for other crimes, according to disturbing new figures, uh, says the Mail.
3: The mail has got... If you open the mail, because there's a wonderful picture. Oh, describe describe what you see there of that tiny young 12-year-old boy and his mum.
5: Oh, you mean Mick Jagger?
3: <laughs> it's a brilliant... But don't buy it, but go into your local newsagents or any petrol station, open up the mail and look at page three. Is it
5: still OK to laugh at men who are just slightly shorter than their girlfriend?
3: Oh, it's probably not. Well... But he's 76 and she's 42 or something. And he, he looks um, about 12 then. I'm not
5: sure I could go out with a shorter man, regardless of whether it was... Uh, the legend that is Mick Jagger. You're quite, especially if it was Mick Jagger.
3: You're quite a tall lady.
5: Um, I think I'm average, aren't I? Five
3: uh, six. You're taller than five. Look, I, I've I, got are heels you on. I go up and down then. Like, like got the seventies. I've got 70s.
5: heels on. I just have some stature.
3: Oh, so okay. Well, that's quite small then.
5: Well, it's, it's about average.
3: How tall is your gentleman not friend? Not much.
5: My gentleman, my husband. Oh, sorry. He's not my friend. I
3: was just talking about the other guy. But go on. <laughs> your husband. How tall is he? He's
5: about five eleven.
3: So a wee fella.
5: He's not. Yeah, I have to be careful what shoes I put on.
3: Oh wow. But
5: he's he's handsome.
3: He's a good-looking man. He's a very I went out with a girl who was taller than me once. Oh, it was like, How it was does like, that happen? Was, was like, she a giantess? Yeah, it was like hugging a bear. It was horrible. <laughs> it was... As soon as she put her eyes I thought, oh, dear, no, this is going to have to stop.
5: Did you put a um, yes. heel ban on Oh,
3: her. sorry. Did I what?
5: Slap a heel ban on her. I
3: didn't slap anybody, Catherine Boyle. I'll have none of it. What have the other papers got?
5: Uh, right, hang on. Let's have a look at the other papers. The Independent's got a picture of Paloma Faith wearing tight... And shorts, which is apparently all right. What's she banging they're like on about sheen now. fabric tights. She's not saying anything. She's just been looked at at a fashion show. She's got very big
3: uh, very big gums, Paloma Faith.
5: And a lot of talent.
3: Hey, you've skipped past the Arctic Monkey. Now, he's been in the papers this weekend <laughs> because apparently him and Susanna Reid, the uh, hottie right. from news, uh, they were flirting during an interview. Uh, did apparently. you
5: see flirting? I saw someone being really uncomfortable.
3: Who was uncomfortable?
5: She was because she'd obviously been given this list of questions to ask someone. She didn't really know what they did. yeah, And she was given some very uncool questions to ask and he seemed to have got his sussed that's what i saw i didn't see any simmering sexual tensions Mm.
3: because the photograph they showed it was her patting her hair which is we all know how dare she well that's a come on isn't it that's basically saying shall we
5: i don't think that's permissible in a court of law
3: right okay Okay. good (laughs) I'll bear that in mind. Just
5: before we go there.
3: So, who, Who's stolen my son? Someone's stolen my son. Not my child, but my actual newspaper <laughs> Did son. Did you not bring it out? Is it in the loo? I bet Dealey's got it. I bet it is. I bet Dealey's got it. <laughs> Again, yeah, you're I right. ask you. It's in the loo. In the loo. Who Who would... It's always worrying when you're at someone's house and you see a newspaper in the loo.
5: I found a newspaper in the loo here once, oh. and the crossword was
3: half done. Oh, gosh. I, I, I don't want to get too t- t- um, <laughs> uh, t- t- toilet base, but I'm in and out. I, I haven't got time for for reading for literature or anything
5: although i must admit that now i'm a mum i do spend a little bit extra time in there Sometimes i'm not actually doing anything in there, i'm just having a bit of peace a bit of space
3: do you have any books in the loo no because people do don't they people have, have uh,
5: i sometimes take a handheld device in there.
3: <laughs> my- oh you mean uh yeah, like a phone or something yeah. Well, let's,
5: that's l- kind of wrong isn't it
3: let's put this out there i wash
5: my hands first
3: let's put this out there let's put this out there and we, maybe <laughs> Justin can uh, speak to some people on this uh, do you have books in your loo because I'm always it's, it's no it's strange isn't it when you go into someone's toilet and they've got like a little library there for you and they're
5: usually those comedy books that other people buy for you
3: oh for goodness sakes uh, awful you oh, got I, me one of those ones what did I buy
5: one called something London uh, uh,
3: but that's not a comedy book that's a good book Hang on a second. That's S H something T London is a brilliant book, and I didn't buy it. To it's you, I got, a bug I got, book, I got sent it for free. It's
5: been in your toilet. And it, then yes, that's it has. But
3: are you saying you don't like you didn't like that present?
5: No, I did. But it, that's the sort of book you get in people's toilets.
3: Have you read it? Yeah. What's your What's your favourite bit?
5: Uh, that's where he bit.
3: All right. Let's do books. Books in toilets. Does anybody? Where are you going?
5: Oh, and they're not
3: going home. No. Oh, wait, four, do this, one of the serious papers to oh. justify this. Oh, 08459 four double five five double five, five. Is there anybody listening to this who still keeps books in toilets? When I was a youngster, my grandparents, my granddad was Scottish. He used to uh, keep uh, Ooh Willy. Do you remember Ooh Willy? Yes. They used to keep... Ooh, I'm not doing that. The, ooh, yeah, the we, Bruins. The Bruins. ur I think keep, you have
5: to be Scottish to get that.
3: Yeah, I d- couldn't understand a word of it, but that was in the toilet, and I used to enjoy reading that. 08459 oh, four double five five double five. Does anybody keep books?
5: Andy Cap. That's what my grandparents are.
3: Andy Cap. Again, that wasn't funny, was it?
5: I didn't really get it.
3: G- quick look at one of the serious newspapers.
5: This is quite an interesting one. Sheila Hancock says she burned all her diaries to spare her family after she wrote the book about her late husband, John Thor. Oh,
15: yeah.
5: Um, she didn't want to hurt her, her family with the raw and angry emotion she felt at the time, so ooh. she's uh, burnt her diaries.
3: Why would you? Why would you even bother writing a diary? No one some writes diaries. Some people
5: write them to get the feelings out, don't they? No, sometimes if you want to remember something, you can't stop thinking about it. You put it on a piece of paper, it's gone. Or you can do the same with.
3: Have you the seen feelings. the advert for ITV drama that's got John Thor in it? Yes. Oh, it's. Cr- I don't like that. It makes me very uncomfortable. Not 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 that uncomfortable. It made me go ooh on that bombshell. Thanks, Catherine. Do you want to go and do some work? Yeah, go on. ta Oh, wait, four five nine four 455 double 555 double is the telephone number. Do, do, do people still keep books, little libraries in their toilet? I, I always find it a strange. The, the only time I've ever read the, um, uh, the Economist or The New Statesman was in a, a, a toilet. I know. Right, it's a quarter to seven. Let's get the travel news now. Travel news
1: for beds, hearts and bugs.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
6: Starting to get very slow on the M25. There's heavy traffic anti-clockwise going into the roadworks from Waltham Abbey through the Holmesdale Tunnel toward Junction 25 at Enfield and beyond, indeed, off toward Potter's Bar at Junction 24. As you continue round, heavy from the M1 to Chorley Wood, Junction 21 through to 18, and also slow from Maple Cross to the M4, Junction 17 to 15. Routes into London starting to get slow as well. We're not doing too badly on the A10 through Enfield at the minute, but the A1 is definitely Looking busy in Mill Hill on the cameras around Apex Corner down toward Mill Hill Circus. Roadworks ongoing in Beaconsfield, Dorney Hill, the A355. Temporary lights are up between Burnham Road and Hare Hatch Lane near Dorney Bottom. Things may slow down through the morning around there. M40 and M1 still doing fine on the cameras as far as I can see. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Thank you very much. 46. It's Monday the 16th September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's a quarter to seven. Security firm Serco has dismissed three workers at Yarlswood Immigration Centre after complaints of unwanted sexual advances. The surgery centre in Stevenage is back under NHS control after critical reports about the company that ran it. And Barry White, who wrongly spent six years in prison for the murder of Rachel Manning in Milton Keynes, is making another claim for compensation. 08459 five nine four Let's get the weather now with Elizabeth Rizzini.
4: Beds, hearts and bucks
16: weather.
1: BBC
3: Three Counties
1: Radio.
16: Hello, a very good morning to you. It is a rather chilly start to the day and it's still pretty windy outside as well. We are going to see some showers a bit later on uh, through the morning and into the afternoon, but to start with, it's nice and bright and there's plenty of sunshine out there. The temperatures are going to climb through the morning, but it's still going to feel unseasonably cool, I'm afraid. We're only looking at highs of up to uh, 14, perhaps just 15 degrees Celsius in Luton and Milton Keynes and Steve too. That's uh, just 59 in Fahrenheit, so temperatures rather disappointing for the time of year. Now, in terms of wet weather, there will be some showers around. They're going to blow along quite nicely in that wind, so they'll be there one minute and gone pretty much the next. Some of them could be quite heavy in nature, though, so something to watch out for. Lots of spells of brightness in between. Um, into this evening, the showers will fade away, a dry night. Still quite windy overnight tonight. Temperatures dropping to a rather chilly 6 or 7 degrees Celsius. It'll be a kind of cloudy start to the day tomorrow and quite quickly we'll see some outbreaks of light and patchy rain that will be quite heavy through the course of the afternoon Tuesday, some wet weather around tomorrow generally quite cool and unsettled for the rest of the working week at least that's the forecast
17: Your mouth is a revolver Find bullets in the sky Your love is like a soldier Loyal till you die And I've been looking at the stars For a long, long time I've been putting out fires All my life Everybody wants a flame They don't want to get burned And today is our turn This world is getting colder, strangers passing by No one offers you a shoulder, no one looks you in the eye But I've been looking at you for a long, long time Just trying to break through, trying to make you mine Everybody wants a flame, they don't want to get by Well today is our turn One that starts, starts the spark in our bonfire hearts
3: could see James Blunt back to his fine form that he's famous for
17: people like us we don't need the much. just so
3: he was a soldier wasn't he yes up on
18: fire
3: now he's making excellent music. Good for him. Well done. Um, uh, books in the loo. I know. Uh, I, I can't believe it, we used to do it. Everyone used to do it, didn't they? Little books in the loo, something for you to read. I don't think people do it anymore. Math in Hanslope, you don't do it anymore, do you? Oh, I have a Sudoku book. Sorry, I have a Sudoku book here. Oh, for goodness' sake! Two birds, one stone. So not only is it a book, it's a blooming Sudoku book. Very
19: annoying if someone next to pen.
3: See so what you you sit there. Uh, let's not go into too much detail. Doing your business and then you're, you're doing little maths problems at the same time. Oh yes. Why? Sanctuary. Sanctuary. It's, it's what? Sanctuary. Sanctuary. But but the, actually, it's the only time you get to yourself. But but it's not a particularly you know it's a functional time though. Math in and out, in and out.
14: Not if you time it well, Ian. Not if you time it well.
3: Thank you very much indeed, Maffin Hanslow. I, I, I don't want to get too lavatorial about this, although by the very nature of talking about lavatories, we will be somewhat lavatorial. But, books in your loo, 08459 555. On a, a slightly more uh, a serious issue, three members of staff have been sacked amid allegations of sexual abuse at the Yarlswood Detention Centre. A former resident of the Bedfordshire facility claims that women held there have been targeted by officers. Yarlswood's operators, Serco, have confirmed the three dismissals relate to a complaint raised in 2012. Well, Heather Jones is from the Yarlswood Befrienders. Uh, Heather, this is uh, an incredibly shocking case, isn't it? Yes, it is. What, what, what exactly? What, what do we think has been going on?
20: Well, women who are detained are extremely vulnerable. Um, it's, they're very isolated. Um, it's a cu- very s- secure custodial environment. There are However well the, managed, the place is managed, there are opportunities for abuse. So it's, it's a very... Women there are always scared. Um, there's obviously a, off, an issue with consent. How consensual can any sort of relationship because, be? Because there
3: have been claims, haven't there, that these relationships, or many of them, have been consensual.
20: How consensual can it be if one of those is not free? A consensual relationship is between two consenting adults freely entered into. When one of those isn't free, how, how can that be consensual?
3: Have you heard stories like this, Heather, or is this the first you heard about it at the weekend?
20: No, I have heard stories about it.
3: And, and how far back uh, have these stories uh, d- dated?
20: There are often rumours. Um, but uh, we have rarely come across people who have actually been um, made accusations themselves. But it, there are rumours.
3: And, and did you refer these rumours uh, you know, to your seniors or to, or to anybody who might be able to act on them?
20: It's a little difficult to refer anything, a rumor, to anyone um, without facts. You can't really do very much.
3: But you could. You, it, it could have been mentioned, couldn't it? Oh, by the way, have, have you heard such and such as uh, reckons this has been going on? Have you heard anything? Did you do anything like that?
20: You need something specific to go on. Um, that somebody might be having a relationship with a with an officer is. It's not much to go on, is it?
3: Uh, What what do you think of the response from the Home Office and Serco?
20: I think it's what I would expect. (laughs) Uh, They're not going to be um, particularly forthcoming. Um, They won't want to discuss it in any detail. Of course, in these circumstances, it wouldn't be right to discuss it in in any detail.
3: What would you like to see happen, Heather, uh, at Yarlswood, to prevent this sort of thing happening again?
20: Too many women are detained for too, many, too long, long, long periods. Um, what the Home Office says is that it should be a... It's, people are treated with dignity and respect and that's what needs to happen because it isn't what we see.
3: Heather, thank you very much. Heather Jones from Yarlswood Befrienders. We've received a statement from Serco. John Tolland, the director at Yarlswood, said that they refute the allegations made there is an environment at Yarlswood where sexual intimidation or impro- inappropriate behaviour are in any way tolerated. Call
4: 08459 455 555.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. Hey, up, Dennis. Good morning. Good morning to you. How is Donstable on this fine, well, fine morning? it's a bright... Blue sky and um, the l- lights reflecting off windows
21: opposite, and nearly blinding me. Oh
3: yeah, dear. so it's, uh, you, every, it's everything. Be a, be a nice day. I don't, everything's got to be to be a little bit moony with you, isn't it? You no, can't you can't just appreciate the beauty of I, this wonderful no, I'm not morning. not I think it's gorgeous. Okay, what have you called in about, sir? Uh,
21: toilet books. Yes. I didn't have. I've got a book, American book. It is oh. called The Specialist, and it's bomb. men who designs and makes earth toilets out in these sticks in America, and it's, um, it's a but damn funny book.
3: You've, you've, I think you've misunderstood that the phoning in is, is about books that, are, that you have in your toilet, not books about toilets. No, but
21: this is even better. That, is it kept in your could is sit it ke- and read that, and
3: he would would fall off the toilet yeah. it, it, do you keep this book in your toilet? no, I don't right, but again, Dennis I, I can't allow this I'm sorry, you've missed the phone in. I just let me just clarify for anybody listening who is unsure about this've i got to get this this accurate. The phone in is specifically about books you keep in the toilet, not books about the toilet.
21: Well, the toilet is a contemplation place. You don't need books to
3: go in there. Thank to you. Contemplate. Thank you. It was not not necessarily contemplation, but yes, exactly. But some people do keep books in their toilet.
21: Yes, I know. Poor souls.
3: Yes. So, I, can you understand? Well, I've got to be cruel to be kind. To quote yes, uh, Nick Lowe. Quite, quite. I can understand that perfectly. I cannot allow your book in into no, uh, the I, the hall I, of I don't toilets. Want to stir you up? Could you? Would you do me the, 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 a great favor, Dennis? Yes, shut up. W- no. Uh, for once, I'm going to ask you to carry on speaking. Would you apologize to the listeners for wasting their time? Listeners,
21: I'm not wasting your time. No. Go and get this book. You'll no. just die laughing. No, no. You'll no. Never go in the
1: toilet
3: again. No. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Dennis. Bye-bye.
1: Travel news for beds, hards, and bugs.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
6: Traffic starting to slow up on the M1 southbound from the Luton Airport Spur Junction 10 down toward Redbourne the A5 at Junction 9 also starting to slow on the A1M southbound past Hitchin and Stevenage, Junctions 8 and 7. If you're going into London on the A1, Stirling Corner to Mill Hill Circus it looks like there's queues on the cameras around there. M25 anti-clockwise into the roadwork section, busy from back at the M11 in Essex now, Junction 27 through to 25 at Enfield. Then once you're through the work to if you're going further round from the M1 to Chorley Wood, junction 21 to 18 looks like a fair old queue. And from junction 17 to Maple Cross, round to 15 at the M4, you're going to find that pretty slow going as well. Trains and tubes, though, have been running well so far this morning. First Capital Connect have 10-minute delays to the south of London, London Bridge to Gatwick Airport because of passenger illness, but everything to the north through the three counties running well. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC
3: Three Counties Radio. Coming up, we'll have the uh, second part of my exclusive interview with Barry White while he tells me what life has been like since he was cleared of all charges of murder. We'll have that after the news. Local and vocal
4: across beds, hearts and bucks.
1: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: 7 o'clock, I'm Lee New The headlines staff sacked at Yarlswood Detention Centre, longer sentences for benefit fraud and the Lister Surger Centre back in the hands of the NHS. BBC Three Counties Radio. Security firm Serco has dismissed three employees at the Yarlswood Immigration Centre in Bedfordshire. It follows a report in the Observer newspaper alleging that women there have been subjected to unwanted sexual advances. Ewan Duncan reports. Serco,
22: which runs the Yarlswood site, says in a statement it dismissed three members of staff following an investigation last year. The company says the police were kept informed after a complaint of sexually inappropriate behaviour between staff and a resident was brought to its attention. But Serco's director, John Tolland, said the firm refutes allegations that there's an environment at Yarlswood where sexual intimidation or inappropriate behaviour is in any way tolerated. He said there are strict procedures for dealing with any such complaints and they are always fully investigated.
0: Detectives are trying to find four men who were seen close to where a teenager was murdered in Luton. A 43-year-old man has now been released on police bail. Detective Chief Inspector Sean Basra is from Bedfordshire Police. The
1: post-mortem report suggests that the cause of death was a single stab wound to the chest. I know there was a lot of pedestrian traffic in and around the area at that time. I'm particularly interested in a group of four males that were seen in an alleyway in Hastings Street going into Elizabeth Street.
0: People who commit benefit fraud could get 10 years in prison. New guidelines published today will help prosecutors deal more effectively with people cheating the system. GPs have started referring patients back to the controversial surgery centre at the Lister Hospital in Stevenage. From this week, the centre is back under NHS control. Tony Fisher reports. Four months ago, the Care Quality Commission said the licence of the privately run centre should be suspended and many doctors in Hertfordshire stopped sending patients there. It followed the deaths of three patients after routine surgery and the loss of thousands of patient records. The NHS has now paid £53 million to buy it back from clinic centre and carry out surgical operations themselves. An innocent man who spent years in prison for the murder of his girlfriend in Milton Keynes has submitted another claim for compensation. Barry White, was was wrongly jailed for the murder of 19-year-old Rachel Manning over a decade ago. Earlier this month, another man was found guilty of the crime. Barry has told Ian Lee that it's not up to him how much compensation he gets.
2: What, What price can you put on 13 years? That's not up to me to decide, that's up for their solicitors and the government to decide how much I get.
0: In sport, Andy Murray has helped guide Great Britain back into the elite group of tennis and Cristiano Ronaldo won't be returning to Man United after signing a new deal with Real Madrid. The weather for hearts and bucks will be cool today with blustery showers. Top temperatures around 14 degrees Celsius, 57 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties.
3: This is Ian Lee BBC Three Counties Radio I've hurt my back By lifting a toilet seat There's a toilet theme Running through the show today You can tell Catherine Boyle's producing I'm being very brave About it though I'm not I'm being very brave Despite the fact I'm in agony I'm in a lot of I'm certainly in discomfort I'm being very brave And not banging on About it too much at all Lots coming up Between now and 8 o'clock Including The second part Of my interview With Milton Keynes man Barry White who served six years for a murder he didn't commit? The Queen's got her special gravy. Do your dogs like a special treat? And toilet books at 80s phenomenon, but does anyone still do them now? 08459-455-555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm also glad that Lee mentioned it there, uh, this front page of the Times, 10-year jail term for benefit fraudsters. We should get Justin Dealey. Where is Justin Dealy? Is he, he going to come on the show this morning? We've heard nothing from Dealy. What is, what is this? He's working part-time or something. where? earth? get him on the phone now. Phone him up. Get him on the phone now. and find out exactly what's going on with him. I mean, not that he, w- the show was, was uh, lacking or in any way lightweight in the first hour because we didn't have Dealy on, but for goodness sakes. The man is paid very, very well out of your licence fee... He's barely dead to come on the radio. I wanted to go out and ask some people about this. Uh, Ten-year jail term for benefit fraudsters. Middle-class cheats targeted in new crackdown. Benefit cheats face increased jail terms of up to ten years under an unprecedented crackdown on those who flout the system. Well, what do you think? Should you be sentenced for up to ten years if you uh, are a benefit fraudster's? Uh, Middle class and professional cheats will be targeted as the offence is brought into line with crimes such as money laundering and banking fraud. Uh, Mr Starmer, the director of public prosecutions, um, says it's time for a tough stance against the perpetrators of benefit and tax credit fraud, which cost uh, Britain around £2 billion. It's a myth, he says, that getting one over on the system is a victimless crime. Well, what do you think? Should people who uh, benefit from fraudsters should they go to prison for up to ten years? Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Should you wish to give us a call. Justin Dilly's not even answering his telephone. Where on earth is he? Where on earth is this man? Justin, where on earth are you? Hello, hello, Ian, you right. Where
23: what are you doing? I'm 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 out talking to dog owners. Morning, he yeah. Wants to get... yeah. yeah, don't swear. Don't no, swear. No. No. Don't Who's that you with? No, don't no, no, that, no, right, so, no, no, don't swear, don't swear. Don't st-
3: swear. I, don't, I, I don't think we heard that, so we just <laughs> got away with it. But do give her a, a like. What, what's, what's Shirley saying? Who is this Shirley?
23: No, no, I, I'm out and about this morning, talking about uh, dog treats that you sent me out on, about the Queen feeding the Corgis gravy. Yes. And still steak steak. So um, a lady has just come up to the car. Of course, in the mornings, we go out in a branded vehicle. Yeah. And um, she, she's seen that it says BBC Three Counties. She's a big fan it. of the show, is she? Well, well, she's a fan of the radio station, but clearly not a fan of you. She uh, says, uh, tell him he needs to, to shut his... Oh. Uh, I think you can uh, leave the rest of your imagination. Well, do, can, can I speak to her? Uh, you let me just drive over. One second.
3: M- mind you don't bump into her? No,
23: no, no, no. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Right.
3: Hold on. How come it's taking you an hour as well to get a vox pop about dogs? Well,
23: because there's not many dog owners about Hold on a second. Dear me. Are you sure you want to speak to
3: her? Yeah, yeah, I'll speak to her. Just tell oh, okay. her to watch her,
23: watch her tongue. Okay. Shirley, I've got I've got Ian on the phone right now. Yeah. We'll have so a very quick shout for you, okay? Now, if I'm
24: going
23: to pop you through, you're not going to swear, are you? <laughs> no, I don't uh, okay. swear. I'm going to pop you through.
3: This is uh, Ian Lee, okay? The, the yeah, clearly,
23: I you're a big fan of. Okay, I'll put
3: you on the phone good, too. Now. Hold on. Good Talk morning, Shirley. Hello. Hello, Shirley. This is Ian Lee. You're live on BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Good morning. Now, listen. Let's let's. We've got a beef between us. Let's sort it out. What's what's your problem with me? I don't like your attitude. What's wrong with my attitude? You talk about yourself a bit too much. Okay, so do, you don't find my life, my showbiz lifestyle, interesting? No. Okay. What would you like me to talk about more?
24: I don't
3: know. I don't care. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, but but I want you, Shirley. I want you to care. I want you to care. I want I want to be able to to start <laughs> the show at six o'clock in the morning and know that Shirley's listening to me. No, I'm sorry. I turn you down when you come on. Ah, uh, now do, do you turn me down or turn me off? I don't know how to turn you off. Ah, there we go. Well, that's I've something. I've got a new car, you see, so you, I'm lumbered you, with you. You can't... God <laughs> <you, you laughs> ble- oh, bless you. You can't turn the radio off in your car? I don't know how to. Okay. It's a new one. OK, all right. And but, I don't like pressing buttons because I mess it all up. You, you don't want to mess it up. OK, let, let's try and find out who do you like on BBC Three Counties Radio? What about Jonathan Vernon-Smith?
24: Yes, he's all right.
3: He talks about himself all the time, though. No, he
24: doesn't. He talks about his Pinot group...
3: Grisio or whatever the blooming stuff is. Uh, Okay, so you like JVS, he's good. What about Nick Coffer? Have you heard of Nick Coffer? No, I don't
24: listen to him. Okay, you, okay. Roberto... um Oh, was it Roberti Borelli,
3: is it? Roberti Borelli, yes. Yeah, him, he's nice. Do you like him? What about Chetan yeah. Partak? No, don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. Uh, what about Helen Lee at the weekends? No, no. What What do you think about David? I listened, the only
24: time I've got my car radio on, yes. is when I'm on my way out the park, right, from half past six to eight
3: o'clock. Right, so that's that's me. Half past six yeah, to eight o'clock you. is I me. I can't get
24: away from you, can I? No, when you're on
3: holiday and you we have Justin on. And, well, okay, well, let's ask you the question. What do you think about Justin Dealey? Smashing. Mm. Do you not think he's a bit cheesy? No. A bit old-fashioned?
24: No, if I was 50
3: years younger, it'd be my to- my boy. Mm. Are you Justin's mum? No. Okay. I don't have that pleasure. No. Well, Shirley, listen, I'm going to work on making this show so that you like it. Oh, that's nice of I- you. I'm going to dedicate the rest of the show to you, Shirley. Oh, thank you very much. And so that you own this show. If at any point between now and nine o'clock you, you don't like what you're hearing, phone us up. And, and tell us, and we'll, we'll change it immediately, I promise.
24: Well, I'll tell you what you can do for me. Go on, Shirley. Can I like, get a little bit more? Yes. Play El Martino's Spanish eyes.
3: I, I'm going to play it now. Are, are you... I've you are ne- even got it. Uh, well, no, are you near your radio? <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I'm just about to walk my dog. Walk your dog? I'll be playing it while you walk your dog, Shirley i play, oh, play it.
24: on the Saturday morning. Oh, at 9 th- 30.
3: <laughs> we've lost her, Shirley. It's, lo- it's lovely to talk to you and thank you for being and a good you. sport, my love. Take care. Uh, and you bet, to Justin. Thank you. No, d- d- honestly, don't worry. Thank you, Shirley. Wasn't she delightful? Uh, one by one, I'll get them. One by one. Has she got a rage? diary. No, not bothered. Right. Okay. Oh, 08459 five, 455 double, 555. Double, now it's time for the second part uh, of my interview with uh, Barry White. The conviction of Bletchley man Shahid Al-Ahmed for the murder of Rachel Manning has strengthened the case for compensation for two men wrongly accused of involvement in her death. Rachel's boyfriend, Barry White, and the couple's friend, Keith Hyatt, served six and three years respectively for their supposed involvement in her death. Well, I spoke to Barry White and he told me what life has been like since he left prison. At what point in the prison sentence did you get an inkling that actually maybe things might start to go your way and there was a chance that people were starting to believe you?
2: After the Rough Justice Programme. That Rough Justice Programme was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And the fact that they cancelled it, it was just, I can't believe that they'd done that.
3: How, how long between the Rough Justice Programme going out and you walking out of prison? Uh, three years. It
2: took another three years to get to do the appeal three courts. Three years? Yep.
3: I, I, it's just I mean, it's just inc- incredible that an innocent young man could get caught up in this slow machinery. Yeah. When the show went out, did you think, right, this is it, next
2: week, I'm going home? Yeah, pretty much, I yeah. thought, that was it, I'm being proved an in innocent national telly, how can they keep me in any longer? But they can, three years later, we got to the appeal courts, won my appeal, and then I was out.
3: Did you know you were going to win it? I mean, obviously you knew you were innocent, but did you think the system's let me down already so much yeah. it, it might mess up again?
2: No, I'd, I, I had a feeling that I'd win my appeal because it was it wasn't a jury that was deciding; it was three judges, three experts who knew that the um, evidence was 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 not correct. It was wrong evidence, so I knew that would try and cross the conviction. And it was another good thing was like, oh, everyone in jail, you know, like inmates, officers, like. Look, your conviction's going to get quashed. You are going to walk home. You are going to walk out of here. But I didn't realize it would take three years to get there.
3: That first time you walked out of court, a free man, innocent,
2: how did that feel? Oh, yeah, that was an amazing day, absolutely amazing day. Uh, it was it was a bit surreal, like, just thinking, right, that's it. I'm out, I can, I can go and do it. I can, I can get on with my life, I can start again. I can see my friends and family, I can go. I can go swimming I can go and do all sorts now not being stuck in a cell all day every day
3: have you been able to get on with your life though because six years mm. you're in prison were you able to get on with your life
2: I've I've tried getting back on with my life it's been difficult it's it's still difficult but I've got tried to get back on like I said my friends have been there my family have been there to support me I've got a beautiful little girl now who who makes me smile and she's my life she's she's what I get up for and how old Four now Good luck. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> i got a three-and-a-half-year-old boy, and they're bonkers at that oh, age, yeah, aren't they? They're cro- cro- proper crazy. Proper. But like, it's the best. Yeah, it's the best thing in the world.
3: Do you still get... I mean, it was only uh, two weeks since uh, Shahid Al-Ahmed was found guilty, so we know that he did it. Mm. Up until that point, were you still getting people kind of nudging each other in the pub, going,
2: "Is that uh, Barry White, I'm still no, not sure no, about no, him. No, no, not anymore. Like After this, man was... It's been... I've had a lot of support, like a lot of my friends and they all know, everywhere I went after the rough, it was that rough justice programme, after that rough justice programme, everyone knew I was innocent then, everybody.
3: Were you able to mourn the death of Rachel, your girlfriend at the time, were you able to kind of mourn her passing with everything else that was going on?
2: No, not really, I constantly had the police arresting me and then being charged and put in jail. I never had a chance to mourn her, it was... I had to deal with all of this first before I could mourn her. And going through it all, was it just broke me. In what way broke you? I'd I say I turned to drugs and just to try and forget about everything that was going on. I never had a chance to mourn her.
3: Have you been able to kind of lay her memory to rest in, in, in your mind now?
2: Yeah, I've tried putting it behind me now. i said this is a new chapter in my life now. I've got, I've got my girlfriend now who I'm trying to get a life with now. I'm just trying to put it all behind me.
3: Well, that was Barry White, who served six years in prison after being wrongly convicted for the murder of Rachel Manning, speaking exclusively to me on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's a quarter past seven. Let's get the latest travel news now with Adam. Travel news for beds,
6: cards, and bugs.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio
6: definitely getting slower on the m1 southbound looking at the cameras from junction 11 at the a505 down toward nine for the a5 at redbourne a1m is busy as well southbound slow from Hitchin to stevenage junction eight to seven A1 into London is busy as you go from Stirling Corner toward Mill Hill Circuits with a queue on the cameras there. M25 anti-clockwise queuing into the roadworks section past Enfield. Delays then with queues from the M1 to Chorleywood junction 21 to 18 and from junction 17 at Maple Cross to 15 at the M4. I wouldn't be surprised if that ends up being one big patch of traffic soon. Delays in Beaconsfield, the A355. It's likely to be the roadworks. There are a couple of sets of temporary traffic lights near to Dorney Bottom, and it looks quite slow as you come down toward the A40 and the M40 in Beaconsfield. Adam Glenn, BBC Three Counties Radio. 7.16,
3: it's Monday the 16th of September. I'm Ian Lee and these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Serco has dismissed three workers at Yarlswood Immigration Centre after complaints of unwanted sexual advances. The Surgy Centre in Stevenage is back under NHS control after critical reports about the company that ran it. And Barry White, who wrongly spent six years in prison for the murder of Rachel Manning in Milton Keynes, is making another claim for compensation. Coming up, we'll have the latest on the Surgy Centre in Stevenage and also asking, do you keep books in your loo? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
1: Every weekday from 12, Nick Coffer brings you... We're talking antics and collectibles. It doesn't have
20: to be old things. These anxieties that you have, when you get rid of this first one, you'll find that all these other things that you're talking about can fall into place.
22: Nick Coffer. We've had some great music today. The Beatles, ABBA, Smokey Robinson, Adele Pink Floyd. Nick Coffer. I am wearing bright purple jeans.
3: Weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. A privately run NHS clinic where three pa- patients died after routine surgery has come under NHS control this week. The surgery centre, based at the Lister Hospital in Stevenage, provides routine operations. Oh, we're just getting the guests queued up. Shall we? Uh, is, it, are the, is the guests coming, do we think? or Let's assume they are, shall we, and uh, let's see what happens. Let's play things a little bit dangerously and carry on the read and hope that by the time we get there, they turn up. No, they're not turning up. Shall we have a quick look at the front pages, the front pages of the newspaper or...? yes they're there we'll do the papers uh, i don't know where my son is someone has taken my son not my uh, boys that would be even more worrying i'm just talking about my newspaper so i don't know where that is i can't give you that the daily telegraph lily's lily's i don't know who this lily cole is she's in the papers a lot but i don't really know who she is she, but she's on the front page of the telegraph so she must be somebody huh uh, coalition war over turbines exposed. The Energy Department attempted to derail a series. <laughs> minister, we must debate the future of the veil. Liberal Democrat says Muslim girls have garment imposed on them and a ban should be considered. Britain should consider banning Muslim girls and young women from wearing veils in schools and public places, a Home Office minister has said. Jeremy Brown, no, don't. Jeremy Brown, don't! You make things worse! Jeremy Brown, a Liberal Democrat, said there needs to be a national debate about whether the state should step in to protect young women from having the veil imposed on them. Mr Brown said he is instinctively uneasy about banning behaviour, but suggested the measure may still be necessary to ensure freedom of choice for girls in Muslim communities. Hang on a second, if you ban something, that removes the freedom of choice, doesn't it? Jeremy Brown, you've contradicted yourself there with your own words. We'll speak to Dave in a second. Let's have a quick look at some of the other papers first. The Guardian: Iran comes in from the cold after Obama reaches out. Proposed meeting of leaders will be the first since 1979 revolution. Hi, Chihuahua. Uh, and Clegg and Cable at odds over economy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bored of the Lib Dems. I know it's their conference. They've just had their conference. Hey, what's the best thing, the biggest news thing that the Lib Dems could come out with this weekend? Did you see it? You see it? They're going to give you a bit of choice in buying your school uniform. That was the biggest, That was this was what Sky were leading with yesterday. This was the biggest thing to come out of the Lib Dem conference. Something that affects a fraction of people. They're going to um, write to schools asking them, not imposing, but asking them to allow it so that you can go and buy your school uniform, not just from their specialist uh, provider, but from, like, Tesco's as well. Oh, Lib Dems, that's brilliant. That's really going to get you elected in the next uh, the next election, isn't it? I don't think so. Dave's in Luton. Morning, Dave. Good morning. You've called in about uh, Barry White, who we were just speaking to.
19: I certainly do. Yes. If I was that man, I'd kick his legal team out of his house, out of his mind, out of his house or wherever he is, wherever they are, and get to a human rights lawyer. Right. Because his, bre- his human rights has been breached such a r- horrific for six years. Yep. That don't leave it to the British courts, get to the human
3: rights courts. Let the, well, the well, judges de- decide. You're talking about his compensation. That's correct. Well, I, I, there is due legal process, and surprisingly, it does take years for that to get sorted out. He's very, very close to getting some. I, I believe he's had a letter, I could be wrong on this, he's had a letter saying, yes, we're going to give you compensation, although no figure has been uh, agreed. I met him, and he's, he's sorting his life out, and he seems like a really nice, nice bloke, but he did go off the rails a lot, and you kind of think, how, how would you survive, Dave, six years in prison? for something you didn't well, do. Well, this is what I'm stating. So you don't go to a British court
19: or a British compensation department. You go to the human rights courts. Let them, they're foreign judges, as well as British. Let them decide it. And six years away from his partner, his partner now, his child, his child. you know what... I've,
3: well, I, his, ch- I his child was born after he came out of prison. But how much money, Dave, do you think Barry White should get
19: A a million million pounds for each year he's been there. Really? Six million pounds? Yeah. Six six million pounds would never bring his life back to... Six years of waste uh, of uh, being accused of something he's not done. Yeah. That's a million pounds each year... For his life, been destroyed for six years.
3: You know, he'll never, he'll never get it back. You know, he's not going to get anything approaching that. I, I would be surprised if he got hundred thousand pounds in total. Is,
19: uh, the the justice system in this country is atrocious. I don't mind telling you. Here. Oh, but um, oh, Dennis is listening to this
3: because I'm li- oh, I'm going to get that book, Dennis. No, D- Dave, Dave, <laughs> listen. We're talking about books that you have in your toilet, not books about toilets. Yeah but, yeah, but it was just on the same line, wasn't it? No, it was not. It was on a completely different line. There were, It wasn't even a line. No, but Dennis, uh, you know, he was trying to explain about
19: this book. Yes. Most probably he did read it in the toilet.
3: Dave, he said that he didn't read it in the toilet. He said that it was specifically about toilets, but not one he kept in the toilets. The phoning we're doing this morning is about books that you keep in the toilet. Yeah, but you've got to give and take a little bit.
19: No. Dennis, Dennis is a nice man. No,
3: he's not. He is. He's like that lady this morning with the dog. Are you. Are you the David Luton that I banned? <laughs> uh, well, for two weeks. Right, go away. How does he keep getting through? He's banned. David Luton is. All Dave's and Luton are banned. How does he keep sneaking through the system, for goodness sakes? A privately run NHS clinic where three patients died after routine surgery has come under NHS control this week. The surgery centre, based at the Lister Hospital in Stevenage, provides routine operations. It's being bought by the Department of Health for £53 million and services have now been transferred to East and North Hertfordshire NHS Trust. The Tory MP for Stevenage, Stephen McPartland, campaigned for this change. It's been a long-running saga, hasn't it, Stephen?
8: Oh, yes, very much so. I'm delighted it's over now. It's been a long campaign. But for me, um, there's been a lot of fear in the local community. Um, Your listeners may not be aware of it, but our local GP stopped referring patients to the centre because they didn't feel it was safe.
3: When did it first come to your attention, Stephen, that things weren't quite right there?
8: Um, Well, it was within a couple of months of it opening, Um, we were getting lots of calls every day to the office about people turning up appointments being missed, huge administration errors. Um, I called the owners into Parliament, Um, I got some other local members of Parliament to come into the meeting with me to explain their experiences. And um, then I just carried on um, trying to hold their feet to the fire, so to speak. And it became clear quite quickly that they'd lost 8,500 patient records. How on earth Um, do you lose 8,500 patient records? Exactly. We're still waiting for the answers now. And the problem that I had with these patients' records that were lost in was they were um, for effectively eye surgery. So um, it's a degenerative disease, so at people's eyesight would have been getting worse. And the only way in which we knew what was going on was because they were contacting us, saying, well, we haven't got an appointment. So my office spends a huge amount of time every single day trying to track people down and do the surgery centres job for them. So I'm delighted. The people who managed... Carillion, um, they owned a subsidiary clinic centre, they were just completely uninterested in the patients
3: Is, uh, is there an investigation into the, why these uh, reports uh, th- these records were lost?
8: Oh, yes. The Care Quality Commission went in. They investigated them a number of times over a number of incidents. I mean, three patients died. and There's a whole range of other serious incidents. Um, One of the difficulties is the staff who worked there on a day-to-day basis were effectively NHS staff who had been transferred across. It was just the way in which the centre was being managed. I mean, to pop it into context, we put complex surgeries... And surgical procedures into the hands of a bunch of builders so the people who are operating this facility they would normally be responsible for building it and then they go away and let the nhs or some other organization with experience operate the facility but in this case they let the builders carry on doing it
3: i'm constantly scratching my head as to work out why a building firm was allowed to run a medical center
8: I've got no idea, I mean the negotiation started back in 2004 and in two th- the whole contract was signed over by the previous government in 2009 and then it took a couple of years to open, once it opened it was just a disaster from the first day. Um, for me, um, yeah, I just feel that patients and patients' families were not at a sense of what was necessary. It was um, just a desire to get things done get people through a system you weren't an individual you were just a number you were a brick so to to speak you were just a piece of um, equipment and that's something that I could never support and it just never ever got better it was um, quite a difficult 18 months for a lot of the local community because some people would go there and get quite good treatment um, but huge numbers of people were getting very poor treatment and the problem is when you were getting the poor treatment it was really really poor Um, and one of the biggest difficulties was you go along and have an operation. And then there be no follow up appointment because they forget about you.
3: It's in NHS hands now, but w- will things improve? Because it, it, it'll be the st- same staff in there, won't it?
8: Well, a number of the people who are running the facility have already been moved on because what we did is um, we got the, we bought the facility back off, off them, and that was all happened at the beginning of August. Then there was a six-week period whereby it was being managed by them and the hospital so that we could weed out a number of the difficulties. And as of Saturday lunchtime, it became the hospital's main responsibility. And it's now just part of the list of hospital. I'll be going along there myself on Wednesday to see how they're getting along with it and doing some kind of little opening. And I think the main thing now is that we get the confidence back in the local community so people feel that they can go back along there.
3: Carillion get 53 million quid for this after they've messed up so spectacularly. That doesn't seem right, does it?
8: Um, it it's re- I mean, I never thought it sounded right, but it's really difficult because effectively it's their land, their building and their equipment. So it's like your house. Um, we've had to buy it often because it is theirs.
3: Yeah, well, it's it's, it's funny the way things work out. Stephen McPartland, uh, uh, MP for Stevenage, thank you very much indeed. 08459 455555 is the phone number if you want to have a say on that or any of the other stories. You can also go to facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR where we're discussing the Queen's special gravy. Hello. Travel news for
1: beds, hearts and
6: bugs.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
6: The M1 southbound's looking very slow this morning. Flittick to Luton, junction 12 to 10. It's taking on average half an hour to get through that stretch. Black Cat Roundabout starting to queue on the A1. Delays there at the junction for the Barford Bypass. The A421 itself, though, not looking too bad. A1M is slow on the southbound side, hitch into Stevenage, junction 8-7, to seven, then queues into London southbound through Boreham Wood from Stirling Corner toward Mill Hill Circus. The clockwise M25 is starting to slow up as you go into the roadworks past South Mims at the A1M, junction 23. Anti-clockwise still delayed into the works queues are well back into Essex now this morning but it's definitely slow as you join around Enfield and go toward Potter's Bar and one big queue now as promised earlier from the M1 to the M40 junction 21-16 to it's very slow moving around there trains and tubes though are running well Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you Adam, it's 7.30, let's get the latest news and sport now
3: Across beds, hearts and bugs
4: This is BBC Three Counties Radio
0: at half past seven, I'm Lee News Security firm Serco has dismissed three employees at the Yarlswood Immigration Centre in Bedfordshire. It follows a report in the Observer newspaper alleging that women there have been subjected to unwanted sexual advances. People who commit benefit fraud could face longer prison sentences under new guidelines published today. The changes mean some offenders could be jailed for up to ten years. The controversial surgery centre at the Lister Hospital in Stevenage is back on under NHS control this morning. Doctors have refused to refer patients to the privately run centre since May following the deaths of three patients after routine surgery. And an innocent man who spent years in prison for the murder of his girlfriend in Milton Keynes has submitted another claim for compensation. Barry White was wrongly jailed for the murder of 19-year-old Rachel Manning over a decade ago. The weather will be cool today with blustery showers, top temperatures around 14 degrees Celsius, 57 degrees Fahrenheit Three Counties Sports BBC Three Counties Radio Cristiano Ronaldo says he has no plans to return to Manchester United he signed a new contract that will keep him at Real Madrid until 2018 Ronaldo says he wants to finish his career in Spain
12: Manchester it's, uh, it's the past now my club it's the present it's Real Madrid now it's, this is my home my family it's here and I'm really happy here the clubs who knock the door to ask something about me. But they always know that my only goal is always to be here and to play in this club for for maybe until the end of my career.
0: In the Premier League yesterday, Southampton and West Ham drew 0-0 at St Mary's. Luke Chadwick, Sean Williams and Patrick Bamford helped secure a 3-1 victory for the MK Dons against Notts County on Saturday. Goal scorer Sean Williams is focusing on his own team's efforts.
13: I think we're just taking each game as it comes. We're not worrying about other teams' results and how they're doing. We're just We're just worried about our own performances and making sure we can get as many points on the board as possible and Peterborough's up next, so we'll focus our attention on them when uh, when we come back in training.
0: Meanwhile, Watford and Luton are preparing for matches tomorrow night. The Hornets are at home to Doncaster in the Championship. The Hatters host Dartford in the conference. And Great Britain can look forward to playing against the top tennis nations again in the Davis Cup. That's through to a World Group tie in February after victories for Andy Murray and Dan Evans in the singles yesterday. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. More at 8 o'clock.
4: Call
3: 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. We're talking about books on the loo. I don't remember why. Catherine, you didn't. You you were telling me that you uh, used to read The Thornbirds on the Toilet. Was that true?
5: That wasn't me, that was Tara.
3: Oh, was that Tara that used used to read She used to
5: pinch her grandma's copy of it. thought no one knew.
3: And she was there having a little uh, read read up.
5: No, I used to have a drink in the. Um, Sorry? My grandparents I don't know why It must be a throwback To when they had an outside privy But yeah. they used to keep all the pop In the toilet oh. So I used to go in there And have a little,
3: little pop. Lemonade I used to, I used to, to hate my beer. nan's Outside toilet Oh I could I could not go It was cold It was dirty There were massive spiders In there Oh it was an outside toilet Did
5: you have proper loo roll Or were you using newspaper?
3: Um, I think it was that Tracing paper <gasps> Yeah I think so God, this is in my. This is how old I am. My grandmother, my great grandmother, had an outside toilet, and I used to have to go in it. It's like growing up in the war times.
5: It's very nearly that, yeah. And that tracing paper. How did that get past the dragons? Does not do anything <laughs> to smears? It about?
7: Oh
3: dear. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number we're we'll talking about that. Uh, but first, a new book claims that you you may be able to read it on the toilet. The Queen's beloved corgis are fed a luxury diet of fillet steak and chicken breast. How does that make you feel when you're struggling to afford uh, to go and buy some nice food, huh? Well, the carefully prepared meals are then delivered by a footman and covered by gravy, which is poured by the monarch herself. Royal biographer Brian Howey claims that the dogs eat at 5pm sharp every day at Buckingham Palace. The book also claims that the dogs never eat tinned food and have even been given, oh, for goodness sakes... Homeopathic remedies when they're ill Yeah, of course they have Because Charles believes in all that nonsense Let's just get this cleared up once and for all okay? Homeopathy And indeed Chinese medicine Are two of the biggest scams going They don't do anything I did that Chinese medicine once It's horrible I right, mean, but get some leaves and some twigs and you boil it up and you drink the brown muck that comes out of it. I don't want to diss, you know, one and a half billion people, but your medicine sucks. And homeopathy, so what they're going to do is they're going to give you some arnica, but they're not going to give you arnica, they're going to water it down to one thousandth of its original strength. What is arnica anyway? How is that going to help me with shock? It's a shop that someone gives you a little tablet going this way. Oh no, it must work because um, there are tests done where they've given it to dogs, so it can't be a placebo. It's a nonsense, oh. Eight four five nine four double five five double five. If you want to have your say about that, well, Justin Dealy has been out talking about dog owners this morning, haven't you, Justin?
23: Morning, boss. Thanks for that. I was about to uh, try some Chinese medicine this week for my cough. It's been going now for seven weeks. I've tried antibiotics. Everything's failed. I was about to try Chinese medicine. Then, listening to you, I'm probably going to be put off now. Oh,
3: I can I can help cure you of your cough. Go on.
23: Stop smoking. <laughs> I know that. Stop smoking it's okay
3: stop smoking oh you're scary with that voice S- aren't you stop smoking uh, because what will happen is your mm. cough will get worse for about yep. three weeks and you'll be coughing up all kinds of stuff oh, lovely. but then lovely. then it will be better all you need to do justin is stop smoking
23: oh with an echo like there we that go. how can well, i say dear no. listener
3: let's yeah. let's if you see justin dealie out and about just go up to him and go <laughs> all right justin <laughs> stop smoking <laughs> just go up to him just, just say it to him. Or just slap me around the face and say, stop smoking. Ooh. No, no, no. Don't do that. Or we'll say, that. you're Justin Dealey. I claim my five pounds and <laughs> he, will, uh, he will give it to you. Well, yeah, no, don't go for the Chinese medicine. Don't mm. go for the homeop- homeopathy. They are both nonsense. Yes, But can you believe the, qu- the Queen's dogs get uh, a fillet steak and chicken breast and then she pours on her very own special gravy. Of course
23: I don't believe it. I-, I can believe that, you know, because it's the Queen we're talking about here. Everyone else is paying for it. There you go. Lovely corgi number one. You have a nice bit of fillet steak corgi number two you have some chicken it's all a bit too much ian i've been talking to dog owners this morning about some of the foods they that they give to their dogs this is what people had to say mike you got three dogs with you today tell us about your dogs uh, well
25: they're good dogs aren't they? they're they just two ordinary jack russells and a lurcher loves playing with other dogs simple as that what about the unusual foods that you feed your dogs uh well mine uh, have uh, fresh chicken wings in the morning for breakfast uh, good for their teeth, good for their digestive system, and uh, it's natural. From the butchers or just the supermarket? Uh, supermarket and butchers, whichever's the cheapest. <laughs> I mean, Sell by
23: date. I mean, do you know anybody else who feeds their dog fresh chicken wings in yes, the
25: morning? Uh, guide dogs for the blind. I've spoke to people like that, they do. That's where I got it from originally. Anything else? Uh, rabbit, fresh rabbit. Oh. Uh, if the, uh, my uh, parents that doesn't eat it, then the dogs uh, have it as a bonus. And you say it's a bonus how often does this bonus happen? Uh, In the winter time, so once a week when they've been out, the ferrets eat uh, the inside, sort of the, the liver and the, and the kidneys and the heads, and uh, I chop a bit up, dice it up for the dogs fresh.
23: I mean, some people won't offer their dogs any treats, but, but when you see your dogs eating rabbit and, and the, these other treats, can, can you see a notice in their behaviour? Are they happier dogs? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, because you don't have all
25: the uh, additives of uh, uh, the dried stuff and things like that, the tins. Tin stuff is 90% water and all the additives, so fresh is best. 28-day-old steak, scrambled egg, salmon, uh, tuna. She's quite partial to tuna with a little bit of chilli. Uh, tuna and chilli for a dog?
23: Yeah, she loves it. Fantastic. Well, that Jack Russell is sport rotten, clearly. Well, what's wrong with that? Nothing at all. You can't give chilli to a dog. Well, that man says that no. uh, his dog loves tuna and chilli. Is anybody else out there feeding their dogs a tuna and chilli? Scrambled eggs, tuna yeah. and chilli.
3: That, 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 I, I cannot believe that's help. You know you're not supposed to give dogs chocolate. Yeah, absolutely. It, it kills them. You of give dogs a human yeah. chocolate, I think... Uh, uh, yeah, let's say it. It's a fact. If you give a dog human chocolate, it kills them. Yes, it can do, yeah. So don't do that. But I'm, uh, Every now and then, I will give Velvet um, a little bit of chicken leftovers. She likes a bit of ham. Only the cheap stuff, I'm not going to go nuts. But that's it. The rest of the time, it's, you know, just biscuits, it? I've
23: never heard anything as bizarre as tuna and chilli for a dog, but there you go. You learn something new every single day on this show.
3: Well, yeah. Lots of people on Facebook are upset by this. Paul Williams says it's obscene at a time when many families can't even afford food. And then Drake says, not all royals live like that. I bet Fergie is regularly down the local food bank.
23: (laughs) It's possible, it's possible.
3: Uh, Justin, I don't
23: don't really feel that you've earned your your keep today. Okay, I've got one more thing for you. We spoke to Shirley earlier on, who abused you live on air. And uh, we've got got some views from Shirley here as well about dog food. Now, she, a bit like the Queen, does feed her dog fillet steak. So I put the question to her, how often does this happen? Twice a week. Twice a week? Yeah.
24: I buy it from Marks and Spencer's. She has Marks and Spencer's cooked chicken and lamb chops.
23: Do you feed your dog any dog food at all?
24: No. No.
23: (laughs) Do you think you need to be feeding your dog things like fillet steak, a bit like the Queen? Is that not going too far?
24: No. She's my pride and joy. She has fillet steak, I have sausages.
23: Do you think she appreciates it? Well, look at her. She doesn't leave my side. And this is Poppet, is isn't it? That's Poppet.
3: Yeah, Yeah, and that's Shirley, the, one of the biggest uh, uh, fans of this uh, radio yes. show. It's good to have. Morning, Shirley, my love. Hope you're all <laughs> right. Hope you gave the dogs a nice walk.
23: She hates the show, but she listens every day. Well,
3: because love she it. doesn't know how to turn the radio <laughs> off. And listen, if that's how I get listeners, Justin, I don't mind. She a- loves you, really. Any which way but loose. Hmm. Uh, so, she go- I don't even buy
23: my boys their meat from Marks and Spencers. It's bizarre. It, it really is. I mean, obviously, you know, treat your dogs with respect. You love them, but to go out and buy a dog fillet steak for me personally just my personal view i think that's going just a little bit too far what's your dog co- your mum's dog called he's called bailey bailey and what, do, what does bailey get um he gets normal you know normal dog food and um, pedigree chum that, that that that's what he eats maybe on a a sunday he might get some roast chicken as part of the roast dinner but but that's it certainly no fillet steak for him uh, ever eaten dog food uh yes once before let's not go there no let's go there why mm. why did you do it i was hungry you did not eat it i did were you Not drunk? I in. No, I wasn't drunk. No, I was just hungry.
3: See, <laughs> so you, you ate... Uh, like I mean, I've eaten dog biscuits. We've all eaten dog biscuits. Yeah, very tasty. Very tasty. A bit dry, but tasty. I've eaten dog chocolates. It's just cheap chocolate, basically. But...
23: I've never eaten the, the, the dog food, the, the, the wet stuff. No, I did it once, actually. It was um, at the radio station about, I don't know, ten years ago, and there was something called Food Friday. Please, for goodness sake, don't bring this feature Ooh. back. Every Ooh. single Friday, I had to eat something bizarre live on air, and for God. one week, it was dog food. Oh. Only, only a couple of spoonfuls. Don't, don't worry. Luckily, I'm here to save local radio,
3: so Gosh, that's good. Now, Justin, can we send you out on another mission? Yes. Uh, there's a front page of the Times. Ten-year jail term for benefit fraudsters. Benefit cheats face increased jail terms of up to ten years. I'm not sure how I feel about this, Justin. Could you find out what the public think and Sounds then I'll, I'll make up my mind? Yeah, of course. No Cheers for See you later. Thank you. Ta-ta, there we go. Justin dead. don't forget. If you see him outside, just go to him. He's a nice fella. Go up to him, Justin. Stop smoking. He's had his cough for seven weeks, and I don't care about his, his own health. I care about my mental health. And him coming in every morning. <coughs> his, all, right, all right, big fella. I've got his big cough. <coughs> He's talking about coughs every single morning. Let's just get him off the tabs shall we he needs to stop because now how old is he he's 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 42 43 he claims he's early 30s okay but, but yeah he okay let's say he's early 30s whatever he looks older than me for goodness sakes uh but now is the time i stopped smoking when i was 31 boom out that's it now is the time for him to stop. 08459 555 is the telephone number uh, if you want to give us uh, a call. The Daily Express is still banging on about um, Princess Diana's uh, murder. Murder is a murder! SAS ordered to kill Diana. The word ordered is in inverted commas. The implication being, uh, actually, she wasn't murdered. Police under renewed pressure to open full murder investigation. Murder. She wasn't murdered. It was a drunk Frenchman driving too quickly and they weren't wearing seatbelts. That's what happened. That's the facts, kids. Princess Diana was murdered in a job carried out, quotes, to order, unquotes. The SAS soldier behind the claim told his wife. So to page five, let's let's, let's see a a bit more about the facts. How could anyone kill Diana? He said, it's an order. A job's a job. Now divorced, the soldier's ex-wife. This is where all this information has come from. The soldier's ex-wife was interviewed by Scotland Yard detectives last month. She told them her former husband decided to confide all to her after taking Prince William, then 26, on an advanced driving course. Eh? Eh? He told his wife he already knew of the alleged plot to kill her, but a face-to-face encounter with the young prince convinced him to open up to his wife for the first time. Why didn't he tell the prince instead of his wife? William, got some news. There was a plot to kill your mum. During her police interview, she said to have told police we were talking about it the driving course and I was saying how lovely it was that Princes William and Harry were doing so well and it was sad their mum wasn't there to see it. Then he said to me one of the guys was responsible for the accident, for the death of Diana. He went on to tell me it had been done in a tunnel, okay, that people had been monitoring them, a light was shone in the driver's eyes. And during the chat between them, he also spoke about the top secret unit's apparent ambivalence towards Diana's death. He said it had to happen in the tunnel to guarantee death. Oh, for goodness sakes. What a load of old tosh. Soldier N swore his wife to secrecy, but she later revealed the astonishing allegations to her mother. It's not true. It's been the front page of the Express for the last month. It's not true. And there are suckers out there going, I told you, I knew it was a murder. I knew it. Oh, 08459 four double five five double five. It's a quarter to seven. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel. Here's Adam Glynn. Travel
6: news for beds, cards, and bugs.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
6: The A1 looking slow at the Black Cat roundabout with queues approaching the Barford Bypass. The A1M is slow from Hitchin to Stevenage and queues as you go into London through Boreham Wood on the A1 southbound from Stirling Corner to Mill Hill Circus. The M1 southbound... Pretty heavy traffic from Flittick at Junction 12 toward Luton and the airport at Junction 10. It's taking about half an hour to get through there. Clockwise M25, slow into the works as you go past the A1M at South Mims, Junction 23 anti-clockwise, there are queues that go well back into Essex this morning approaching the roadworks at Enfield, Junction 25, then a long queue from the M1 round to the M40, Junction 21-16. to 16. The M40 southbound, slow-moving Watlington to High Wycombe, Junction 6-4 to 4. and if you're going further into London, the A40, long delays from Swakely's roundabout in Uxbridge down to Gypsy Corner in Acton, not helped by onlookers slowing past an accident on the westbound side of the A40 on the way out of London. Adam Glynn. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Adam. We'll have more from
3: him before 8 o'clock, but now it's 7.46. It's Monday, the 16th of September. I'm Ian Lee, and these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Serco has dismissed three workers from Yarlswood Immigration Centre after complaints of unwanted sexual advances. People who commit benefit fraud can now get 10 years in prison. And the Surges Centre in Stevenage is back under NHS control after concern that lives were being put at risk. 08459 455 555 It was called about any of the things we're talking about this morning, particularly if you believe that Princess Diana was murdered. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Before that though, let's get the latest weather. Is Elizabeth Rizzini.
4: Beds, hearts and bucks weather.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
16: Hello, a very good morning to you. It's a lovely bright sunny start to the day. It is rather a chilly one though and it's still particularly windy. Now we're going to see some blustery showers develop a bit later on through the morning and into the afternoon. They're going to blow in from the west. Where we do see the showers, they should be well there one minute and gone the next. They'll be gone quite quickly, blown away on that brisk westerly breeze. So a little bit of wet weather but lots of brightness and sunshine in between and some places could stay dry for the whole day. Now we're looking at temperatures today on the cool side, only up to um, 14, 15 degrees Celsius perhaps in St Albans, Ellsbury Stevenage in Hartford as well that's 59 in Fahrenheit it is unseasonably cool for September now into tonight it should uh, remain dry actually, it will dry out through this evening and it's going to stay breezy lots of clear spells, temperatures down to a rather chilly 6 or 7 degrees again and then for tomorrow, a dry start clouding over though and eventually we'll see some outbreaks of rain that could turn quite heavy through the afternoon it's going to remain quite cool, highs of 15 degrees in fact that's where the temperatures are going to tend to stay for the rest of the working week at least and it's going to be rather unsettled with longer spells of rain at time that's the
3: forecast thank you elizabeth Roberto
4: Peroni on BBC Three Counties Radio.
1: If you're at home, sit back, because this is going to be very, very interesting. You've got the selfie, the legsy, the bumsy. <laughs>
4: you're going to start that track. Roberto
6: <laughs> Peroni. We seem to be heading um, headlong into war again. We're very keen to stop this from
4: happening.
1: We don't know where this might lead. The lie that took us into the Iraq
21: war could become a shocking truth in this one.
4: Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: I can't remember how we got onto the subject of Books in loose but we, we have done, and, and boy, oh boy, it's staying with us. Uh, it turns out lots of you are deviants. I can't believe that in... in w- what year are we in? 1997? What? It's 2013? 1997 is like, what, 16 years ago. It still sounds really... Re- 1994 sounds really recent to me. I'm really old. Anyway... Uh, it turns out lots of you do keep books in your loo. Claire on Twitter says, "I have a very large bathroom. I have an entire bookcase." Oh dear! The thing is, I I, I did uh, I, I interviewed um, uh, like a biologist. It wasn't a biologist, but that's the best word I can think of. Germologist. What do they call it? There's there's a word for someone who special. Google it for me, Kath. Specializes in germs. Ba- could be a bacteriologist. Yeah, that's we're getting closer. Anyway, I interviewed him. Well, when you flush the toilet after a number two, uh, do you know how many germs fly out into the air? Let's ask my team. Catherine Boyle, how many germs fly out into the air after you flush the toilet?
5: Ooh, um, lots. You have to put the lid down.
3: Yeah, but, OK, give me a number.
26: Five.
3: Kelly Betts, how many germs do you... Th- it's more than five.
26: Three thousand... nine hundred and
5: one. Six
3: billion...
26: Oh, close. Does
5: it not depend on the...
3: Six billion germs. That's why you shouldn't keep books in there, for goodness sakes. What an awful, awful thing to do. Uh, on Facebook, lots of you have um, been having your say on this as, as well. Andy keeps an iPad mini. Tammy says, we have several books in our bathroom. Jokes from the Cistern Chapel. What? And for some reason, my son in there uh, put in there a copy of the Advanced Driving Manual from the DSA. Claire says, it's the only time I get to read. Um, Jenny says, no, I spend only as much time in there as necessary. In and out. In and out. What was my dad doing in there in the 70s on a Sunday afternoon with the newspaper? Uh, and Corrine says, the only time a book goes into my bathroom is when I'm having a nice long soak in the bath. Uh, you, you, I've tried this. I've tried this. You cannot read in the bath. You can't do it because you've got to lie out and baths aren't... The bacteriologists, yes, i will do. Uh, you, you can't do it because you can't lie down properly. Uh, also, the pages get damp. You can't turn the pages. Catherine, you're miming... You
5: can get devices in the back of magazines and things. You know, where they have the big slipper yeah. and the foot, foot warmer things. You all right, can get a Godly, thing to, yes. you can yes. You can get like a stand, can't you, to go in the middle of the bath. But even so, you've got wet fingers. You're going to get your book all Again, a b- mess.
3: they're going to get you what?
5: Your book a mess.
3: But the the, the, the bath <laughs> is functional. In, out, shake it all about, do the okey and then you get right out. That's it. That's all, got the, big bath. You've got, <laughs> that's all you need to do. You, th- th- what's all this luxuriating in a bath? And then my wife does this weird thing that she's starting doing with my boys, and I wish she wouldn't, because they're going to grow up as weird as she is. Having a bath, then having a shower immediately after. Uh? Yeah, that's, that's... What, to wash off all the soap suds? Well, just, yeah, to wash off the dirt of the bath. But that's what the towel is for. The towel's to scrub off the grime.
24: Does she have a bath after a shower? No. Does she get out of the shower to
16: wee? I bet she does. <laughs> right, OK, we took it there.
3: We, 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 we went a little bit too far there. Um, 08459 455 double five five double five. Dennis is in Dunstable. Morning, Dennis.
16: Good morning. Second
3: time around,
21: yes. Good morning. What, what do you want? I don't want it. You just put me on to you. You said you're still interested in toilets. No, yeah, but not, have you just, You don't want to talk about your blooming book
3: about toilets again, no, do you? No, I don't
21: want to. I want to tell you to go and buy it. I'm not... And then you won't need to ask me about it. I it's don't not, wa- It is very, very funny. You read that, I'll tell you what, you'll fall off the toilet reading uh, uh, it. And you'll never go back in there again. What book is it? It's called The, the Specialist, and it's about an American mm. uh, t- toilet manufacturer. He makes earth toilets. What? And earth toilet. Uh, uh, what's, you know?
3: an, what's an earth toilet? One, can I just, you know, can I just uh, Dennis, can I just say to the listener, yes, we really are this short of content. Uh, Dennis, continue.
21: Right. right. It's like digging a hole in the garden and not watering in it afterwards.
3: Right. How can the man get a whole book out of digging a hole in the garden?
21: Because he tells you all the things that he, he does to it. I don't want to know what he does <laughs> oh, to no, it! For instance, people who spend too long in the toilet in this particular farm he's talking about. So he goes back with a pad saw and makes the hole squares and rough leaves the rough edges on the toilet seat. They don't stay in there very long. He always situates it, if this ladies in the farm, it situates it near the woodpile, so the young lady mm, going out did. to the toilet, Piles. and then somebody says, oh, she's going to the toilet, she doesn't, she walks past the toilet, picks up a load of wood, and takes it back in the house, that way the woodpile in the house is always full. The little things like that, he's, and his greatest joy is to sit uh, at the top of a hill, looking down a family four-holer, which it was four people in a row. It, that was his great.
3: Let, let me get this right. This gentleman's greatest joy is a family four-holer.
21: No, they'd done it, that and they were sit. doing it. They could. Sit and watch these people going in the toilet on his absolute perfect toilet. So his per- his
3: his idea his idea of a good day was to sit on a hill watching people going to the toilet.
21: Yes, he's enjoying his work. He's enjoying his work well, like that- any any
3: builder would do. But, but 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 my when the Polish lads came and put in a new toilet in my flat or my house I lived in, I didn't then invite them round to watch me christen it. No, well, he didn't do that. He just, he was very proud He was being work. sneaky and was watching them on a hill with binoculars. I'm, so, I'm
21: sure that Polish lad stood outside your house and looked back and thought, I've done a damn good job there. I hope he
3: enjoys it. <laughs> but again, Dennis, I cannot... Is, have you got the book there with you?
21: I haven't. I've been searching frantically for it since the phone. Your missus has got rid of it. No, she hasn't. But if I find it, I promise you, I'll send it to you.
3: Honestly, I don't know. You, please. I, I, I do not want to see it. Why not? But I cannot... We're talking about... We're talking about books... In, in toilets? In toilets, not books about toilets. Well, go and
21: read the book about toilets in the toilets. I don't want to. I want
3: to forget about toilets when I'm in oh,
21: there. Oh, dear. <laughs> you're, a, you're a lost. So I'm sorry, you're a lost
3: soul, Dennis. Thank you very much indeed, Dennis and in Dunstable. Uh, literally, no idea what's going on uh, this morning. double five, four double five five double five is the telephone number. If you want to uh, give us a call, uh, lots of you having your say on Facebook about ver- various. Well, about rubbish. Let's be honest about toilets and the Queen's uh, corgis. The Queen gives her dogs fillet steak. Do you know how much a fillet steak is? It's a lot of money. Oh, it's a lot of money. And then she pours her special gravy on it. We're finding out the treats you give your pets. I feel I'm treating Benjamin Bunny by cutting up a carrot for him, which I did at the weekend. Economy brand carrots. Economy brand. I couldn't even bother. What's it? It's carrots a carrot? Although they do taste a bit metallic. Anyway, I gave him an economy brand carrot, and he loved that. But I'm not going to cook anything special for him um jan says on facebook if the queen is the only one who knows her secret formula does she stand over the stove cooking it in batches i have a vision in my head i wonder if she wears her crown if i was the king or the queen i would wear my crown all the time and carry the the miter and probably wear a sash well that's beauty queens isn't it uh nick's on the line good morning nick morning. Nick. What, what are you called in about <laughs> i thought the word that you were looking for was toxicologist but apparently it's not oh no it's a toxicologist that's something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's a tox... It's a tox... No, hang on a second. Catherine, what? <laughs> that's drugs, isn't it? That's no. when they're looking for a toxicology that, report. That's, that's a junkie. Oh,
27: carry All right, Oh, right. I, I ought to
3: read more in the loo, I think. That's the trouble. Oh, no. Do, 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 you don't want to read a book about toilets, do you? <laughs> no. What, what do you do for a living, Nick? Uh, I drive for a major retailer Okay, so you're a driver So you, yeah. I imagine you get a lot of satisfaction out of your driver When you've done a good job And people say, well done Nick, thanks very much for that If yeah, your job yeah. was, was making toilets Would you sit on a hill watching people doing their business? Definitely not Yeah, exactly Nick, thank you very much indeed I really need to have a rethink about whether I want to be broadcasting to, to people like Dennis I'm going to go home and uh, do, I'm going to go to a church And, uh, and uh, meditate for an hour And open up my heart to God And hopefully he'll give me the answer um, Jeanette says, on the subject of feeding uh, pets treats, I love fresh pork crackling. I don't, I didn't like crackling as a youngster, but I did like, um, bread and dripping. Oh, bread and dripping, beautiful. Um, I can't resist but to give my Labrador some. Grommet is very, Gromit is very lucky because he just swallows it whole. What a waste of that lovely pork rind. <laughs> pork rind. Um... Uh, Drake says "Not oral, oh, we've done that one yes not all royals live like that I bet Fergie is regularly down the local food bank well she's back with Andrew now isn't she they're getting, back, they're getting married again they're getting married again so she's she's quids in uh, and Mark says I might get my corgi outfit on later and pop round the palace for tea Well, judging by their lapses in security uh, you could probably sneak in there do so they have a cat flap at the, at the palace do you think they have a cat flap I bet they do I bet they have a gold one that's operated with uh, weights and levers. 08459 455 555. It's 758. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Adam. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio
6: the A1, queuing as you approach the Black Cat roundabout, looking very slow on that southbound side, coming toward the Barford bypass and the Bedford Road. The A1M is quite busy southbound as well, from Hitchin towards Stevenage, junctions 8 to 7, and queues into London, round Boreham Wood, from the Holiday Inn Junction to Mill Hill Circus, so it's queuing a little bit further back than it was. M1 southbound, still looking slow on the cameras and the speed sensors, from Flittig toward Luton, junction 12 to 10, taking on average half an hour to get through. M40 southbound, that is slow from Watlington to High Wycombe Junction 6-4 to and if you're going into London on the A40 expect long delays eastbound from the Swakeley's roundabout at Uxbridge, all the way through to Gypsy Corner in Acton there's been an accident on the carriageway westbound leaving London and lots of people are slowing down to look at that clockwise M25 queuing into the roadworks at South Mims anti-clockwise slow through the works as well plus from the M1 to the M40. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Thank you very much, Adam. So it's on the front page of some of the newspapers. Benefit frauds could face up to 10 years in prison. What do you think? Is that a bit harsh? Well, actually, you're going, that's fair enough.
4: Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks.
3: This is BBC
1: Three Counties Radio.
0: It's eight o'clock, I'm Lee New The headlines, staff sacked at Yarlswood Detention Centre, much longer sentences for benefit fraud, and the Lister Surger Centre back in the hands of the NHS.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Security firm Serco has dismissed three employees at the Yarlswood Immigration Centre in Bedfordshire. It follows allegations that women there have been subjected to unwanted sexual advances. Heather Jones from Yarlswood Befrienders says she's shocked but not surprised.
20: Women who are detained are- are extremely vulnerable um it's they're very isolated how consensual can it be if one of those is not free a consensual relationship is between two consenting adults freely entered into when one of those isn't free how how can that be
0: consensual People who commit benefit fraud can now get 10 years in prison. The Director of Public Prosecutions, Keir Starmer, says getting one over on the system was not a victimless crime. Clive Coleman reports. Today's guidance sets out the approach
22: prosecutors should take in deciding which offences to use so that the charge fits the crime. Where the alleged offending merits it, they should charge under the Fraud Act, which carries a maximum sentence of 10 years. Benefits frauds of less than £20,000 were automatically tried in magistrates' courts, which could only sentence to 12 months' imprisonment. That financial limit goes, so that smaller cases can be referred to the Crown Court
0: for tougher sentencing. The surgery centre at the Lister Hospital in Stevenage is back under NHS control. It follows numerous complaints about the private company which ran it, including a number of deaths from routine surgery. Stephen McPartland, the Conservative MP for Stevenage, says it's not before time.
8: We put complex surgeries and surgical procedures into the hands of a bunch of builders, so the people who are operating this facility... (coughs) they would normally be responsible for building it and then they'd go away and let the NHS or some other organisation with experience operate the facility, but in this case, they let the builders carry on doing it.
0: An innocent man who spent years in prison for the murder of his girlfriend in Milton Keynes has submitted another claim from compensation. Barry White was wrongly jailed for the murder of 19-year-old Rachel Manning over a decade ago. Earlier this month, another man was found guilty of the crime. Barry says compensation will give him a sense of justice.
2: It's not going to help. It's not going to bring back them 13 years. It's never going to help. But it should be a nice... It'll be nice like... Yeah, that's when I feel like I've got a bit of justice for the crime that was committed against me and by falsely imprisoning me and I feel like then, then they've said sorry, that'll be my justice and
0: in sport, Cristiano Ronaldo won't be returning to Man United after signing a new deal with Real Madrid. And England's cricketers play Australia today in the deciding one day international at Southampton. The weather for bed tarts and bugs will be cool today with blustery showers. Top temperatures around 14 degrees Celsius. That's 57 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties.
3: This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Suddenly, it's three minutes past eight. Isn't that wonderful? Did you have a good weekend? I got to go inside the Big Brother house on Friday. I was genuinely very excited. It's tiny in there and filthy. It's a bit stinky, bit stinky. Also, one of the twins from Big Brother had a go at me. He had a go at me. How rude. In front of everybody. I told him, him to stop being a bit of a... I used a swear word. So come on, mate, stop being a... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not being funny, right? But you made my mum cry. Oh, stop being! In. It's all behind us. I could. I was in a room with all of the Big Brother contestants. I've been watching it all uh, all summer. I couldn't remember any of their names, and within thirty seconds, I'd run out of things to say to Dexter. <laughs> He's a nice lad, but I, you know... Lots coming up on the show this morning. We're going to... Uh, I, I spoke exclusively to uh, Barry White, uh, a gentleman who served six years in prison for a murder that he didn't commit. We'll hear a bit of his incredible story in the next couple of minutes. Benefit fraudsters may go to prison for up to ten years. For ten years? Really? Really? It seems a little bit harsh, but maybe I'm being soft and generous. What do you think? Do you think it's a good idea? And books in the toilet. Books in the toilet. Books in the toilet, not books about toilets. Does anybody still do it? Well, it turns out lots of you do. JVS is in soon. I bet he's got books in the toilets. I bet he has, because he comes across as posh. We know very differently. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or, and this is the best way to do it, give me a call, 08459 455 555.
4: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
3: This is BBC Three Counties Radio. The man wrongly accused of the murder of Rachel Manning 13 years ago is now looking forward to getting compensation for the time he spent in prison. Barry White from Milton Keynes has submitted a second claim to the Ministry of Justice via his lawyers. He spent six years in prison and has been out for about five years and has still not received any compensation. Well, earlier this month, another man was sentenced for 19-year-old Rachel's murder. We can talk now to the Conservative MP for Milton Keynes South, Ian Stewart. Good morning, Ian. Good morning. I spoke to Barry uh, a, sh- a while ago. It is just the most incredible story, isn't it?
27: It is. I mean, I've, I've been involved uh, with this case for some time. Uh, Keith Hyatt, who was the other man uh, wrongly imprisoned for this, uh, is actually a, a close neighbour of mine. Uh, and I've, I've been aware of the case and involved in it for since 2005, so quite a few years now.
3: And uh, um, Barry has been out, I think, for about five years. Yeah. I, I was, I'm so naive. In I thought if you came out of prison after being found not guilty, they'd say we're very, very sorry. Here's a big check. Do, do accept our apologies. But five years later, he's, he's had the apology now, but he's still not received any money, has he?
27: He hasn't. Neither is Keith, and um, it's long overdue that they are compensated. Um, I'm working with them and their lawyer, with and uh, trying to get uh, the compensation payment from uh, the, the Ministry of Justice. Um, without going into the technical details, there were there was some evidence uh, relating to to the claim that couldn't be made public because of the the other trial. Um, but I think that. The, The time it's taking is is far too long. And once they've got their compensation uh, arranged, um, I'm going to be asking for a review of the whole process uh, because this sort of delay when you've got two men who are clearly innocent uh, is just not acceptable. Well,
3: there have been huge delays in this, because it, not only is, uh, are the gentlemen still waiting for their compensation, but Barry spent three years in prison after the rough justice programme, which had all the evidence that he was innocent, was aired.
27: But that's right. I mean, you know, sometimes it does take a, a period of time for um, you know, someone's innocence uh, to be to be properly shown um and you know that that's a separate matter for you know in terms of how the criminal justice systems operates but the delay that's not acceptable in my mind is when his conviction was quashed and he was cleared in a retrial um then at that point i believe that the, the due compensation should be paid
3: well, do, do we have any concept of, of what the compensation might be fifty thousand a hundred thousand what kind of figures might we be talking about
27: it's, it's going to be a substantial sum, given the the length of time that these two men were imprisoned. Um, You can never put a a figure uh, on these things to, you know, compensate for loss of liberty and all the other mental and physical strains that they would have gone through you know what what price do you put in that but you know it's going to be a, a significant sum of money to allow them to, to get on with their life
3: barry has struggled he, he admitted that to me himself that he, he turned to drugs when he was in prison uh, and uh, you know he's, he's kind of pulling himself and straightening himself up but he, he's had a tough time D- did the, the gentleman get psychological support
27: well, the, the, I, know, I know Keith more than I, I know Barry, and I know Keith's family have rallied around him, um, but it's put a huge stress on all of them. Um, and as part of the review, I want to make sure that, you know, we do give proper counselling and support to people, um, you know, who have been falsely imprisoned. You know, I, I, it's difficult for us to imagine just what it would be like, you know, to be sentenced to prison for a crime you didn't commit. Yeah, the, the mental pressure must be intolerable.
3: And, and final, finally, uh, just on the subject of compensation, Ian, uh, uh, how far down the line are we? When, when do we think they might receive something?
27: Well, I'm hoping hoping it will be soon. Um, the, a fresh application has been submitted to the Ministry of Justice, uh, and I spoke to Chris Grading, the Justice Section, uh, the just- Justice Secretary last week, um, and he assured me he's giving it his personal attention. Uh, so I'm hoping we will get a resolution on this sooner rather than later
3: ian thanks very much indeed that's conservative mp for milton Keynes south ian stewart well i did speak to barry white uh, a few days ago and uh, he, he told me his incredible story barry it's very nice to meet you tell us a little bit about um you've been looking for compensation haven't you for the last five years how's that going
2: um yeah it's going all right our solicitors are dealing with it and i think we've put in our second claim for consideration now and hopefully we should hear something soon hopefully
3: I'm kind of naive at this. I kind of thought, you go to prison, you get found out you're in prison for the wrong reason, that you'd come out and you would get a cheque and a big apology. It's not been anything like that, has it?
2: No, no. I've got an, I've had an apology, but the cheque, we've, we've been fighting it for five years. And for five years, they were like, well, we're not going to give you a conversation because we still think you might have done it. Is
3: that really what the, the, the implication you, th- th- they've made?
2: Yeah. Yeah, we've got letters indoors saying, you know, saying that we, we're not giving you a conversation because... In our eyes, we still think you might have done this crime,
3: even though the the conviction was overturned and you were found not guilty.
2: Even though the conviction was overturned, yeah. Yep.
3: How, how does that make you feel?
2: It's horrible, horrible. I, right. I've been proven innocent. Now you're sending me. You still might think I've done it. How do you get? How did you deal with that? It is. It, it, it's a horrific story, uh, uh, and um,
3: I, I can't even begin to imagine what you feel like. You lose your girlfriend in a horrific crime. Mm. You get blamed for it. You get arrested. You get sent to prison. As this story was progressing, how were you feeling?
2: That was horrible. The first year, two years, it was horrible in jail. I'd say I, I turned to drugs and I, just to get an escape route, just to put me where I'm not where I was at the time.
3: When the police arrested you for the murder, what, what did you think?
2: I was just in shock that they arrested me and was questioning me for three, like two or three days and. I was thinking that oh, I never done this crime, I'm telling you the truth, and you just don't seem to believe a word I say.
3: And that, that just must have been so frustrating. You just you're sat there telling the truth, and and all the coppers going, yeah, okay, son. Yeah. Now
2: come and tell us the real truth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how it felt. Like they felt like they built, put me in the middle, and just built a case around me. Not built a case and went, well, this is the evidence. It proves that it was you. They've just got me and said, right, it was you. Let's build the case around it so it suits you.
3: Were you constantly thinking, all the way through the arrest, all the way through the court case, when you started going to prison, were you thinking, at some point,
2: someone is going to stand up and say, no, hang on a second, we've got the wrong fella? Yep, yep. All from my jail time, I thought they were going to come to my cell. I'll come and bury let you free to go. We found out you're innocent, you're, you can go now. What, what was prison like for you? Oh it's horrible. Absolutely horrible place. Hated every minute of it. You say you turned to drugs. This was in prison,
3: yeah. was it? What, what, what,
2: what drugs were you taking and, and, and how did they help? anything I can get my hands on, like prescription, illegal, anything, and it gave me an escape route. It made me not think of where I was, it took me from where I was at the time.
3: All all the time this is going on, how are your
2: family treating you? Did
3: they know you were innocent or did they have suspicions? What were they thinking?
2: All my family knew I was innocent, every single one of them. They all straight away knew I was innocent. All my friends, because they knew what sort of person I actually was. Where the the police and the media portrayed me as this horrible person... all my family and friends knew I wasn't that person that that I'm being portrayed in the media or by the police.
3: That was Barry White speaking to me. Uh, Barry served six years in prison for a murder that he didn't commit. Call 08459
4: 455 555.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. So it's in the the front pages of some of the newspapers today that uh, benefit fraudsters, those naughty people who claim benefits illegally could face up to 10 years in prison. It sounds a little bit harsh to me. And also, is this demonising of uh, the benefit claimants again? Because are there really that many benefit fraudsters? There are a few. Of course there are a few. You always read the story about the um, the fellow who's got a bad back and then he's photographed bungee jumping in New Zealand. You know, or the the woman who's got 15 kids but uh, and she wants a bigger council house you you, you hear those stories but uh, am i naive in thinking that, that they're in the minority that they're not really as many of those uh, as we you know as certain newspapers would have us believe surely most people who are claiming benefits disability or Job Seekers allowance or, or, or housing benefits surely most of those people would rather not be in that situation they'd rather not be disabled they'd rather not be signing on They'd all rather be in gainful employment, wouldn't they? Or is ju- that just me being a bit naive? What is JobSeeker's allowance at the moment? 70 quid a week? Something like that. It's not a lot, is it? It's not a lot. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. What do you think? Are oh, most people who claiming benefits honest, decent people who would rather uh, their situation was slightly different? Or are there a load of dodgepots out there and we should chuck them in prison for ten years if they're cheating the system? 08459 455 555. It's 8.15 BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Adam Glynn.
6: Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
6: Well, thankfully, there have been no accidents this morning, but it is quite busy on a lot of the main routes. The A1 southbound approaching the Black Cat Roundabout is queuing, slow on the A1M past Hitchin and Stevenage, and then queues into London on the A1 through Boreham Wood from the Holiday Inn Junction to Mill Hill Circus. M1 southbound slow from Flittick to Luton, taking about half an hour from Junction 12 to 10. The M40 southbound looking busy from Watlington to High Wycombe, Junction 6 to 4, and then long delays if you're going into London on the A40. This is from the Swakley's roundabout at Uxbridge down to Gypsy Corner in Acton. There was an accident on the westbound carriageway as traffic leaves London and a lot of people were slowing down past the scene. Clockwise M25, queuing from St Albans, Junction 22, past South Mims and the A1M at Junction 23... Anti-clockwise queues start way back in Essex and go through and into the roadworks at Enfield, Junction 25, and then you have queues from the M1 to the M40, Junction 21 to 16. Trains and tubes, doing well. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Thank you, Adam. It's 8.17. It's Monday, the 16th of September. I'm Ian Lee, and these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Serco has dismissed three workers from Yarlswood Immigration Centre following allegations of unwanted sexual advances. People who commit benefit fraud can now get ten years in prison. And the NHS is in control of the surgery Centre in Stevenage after numerous complaints against the company that ran it. Wow, look, you know you've made it, Jonathan, when you're the, the tease at the end of my news bulletin. Wow. We'll talk more about that after we hear what JVS is talking about this
22: morning. That's me. That's you. There's a reason to stay tuned.
3: BBC
4: Three Counties Radio.
6: On
23: Tuesday night, there are home games for two of our teams. That's the moment of action, the match and the Hatters. And you can choose who to listen to. Betokio into the box. On digital radio, plus 98 and 103.8 FM, you can hear Watford against Doncaster. Looks
11: to oh. t- the goalkeeper. What a goal! From Christian Betokio.
23: Or listen to Luton versus Dartford Online on Medium Wave 95.5 and 104.5 FM.
1: Andre Equalises with a stunning fright
23: Three Counties Sport Tuesday night from 7 on BBC Three Counties Radio
3: I find, yes, the fiddling with the cable Because these headphones are on their way out uh, I have to fiddle with the cable Really give it a good waggle There we go You waggled it in? Yes Yes Why would the headphones work at a radio station, JBS? That would be silly Wouldn't that be ridiculous? It really would uh, Those gentlemen, the, the, the Luke and the Jeff, They get very excited, don't they, about football? They do I suggest too excited Really? They should go off and go for a nice spa weekend. Uh, massage, uh, aromatherapy, um, the, uh, bubble, the, the bubble baths. What kind of weird, weird fantasy is this? And they need to just, just what I believe is called chillax. <laughs> That's a cross between chilling and relaxing. What, why?
22: Because they get too excited, they're going to give themselves a heart attack. But some people are like that, aren't they, over sport? They get all excited and do a dance. What do you get excited about? What, well, I get excited. Or bought a new bike yesterday. I got quite. Why are you looking at me like that? I bought a bike. Okay. For, what, to ride? Well, I'm going to try and, and ride it. Have a bit you got more. cycle clips? No. You should get some. Apparently, I don't need cycle clips with this because it has a chain guard. Wow, It's an old fashioned vintage upright bike. Oh, for goodness sakes. What would you mean for goodness it's One sakes? step down from a penny farthing. Well, it's a little bit like that. Yes. <laughs> How exciting is that, though? I did a Little Dance. They're really hard to ride. Why don't you get, like, a, a BMX or a Grifter or something? Yeah, I've been told this. Yes. I've been told that not only are they hard to ride, but, uh, because it's only got three gears, <laughs> going up hills <laughs> is a bit of a devil. <laughs> I might have to get off and walk. Oh, has it got a little basket at the front? No, oh. but it has got a little bell. And I think I could attach a basket. Don't you? You should put one of those trailers at the back and put your cat in it, so that it
3: gets <laughs> a bit of fresh air. Put, put it in, like, a plastic... I used to, uh, on another... <laughs> In another life, I used to do, do a phoning show somewhere else, and we used to have a woman who phoned in regularly, who, um, she, how did it work? She had a, a bicycle, maybe it was a motorbike, and she had like a plastic sort of ball attached to the front of it, and she kept her budgerigar in there. <laughs> and she would take her, and I saw it, she would take her budgerigar and this sort of plastic ball that was attached to her motorbike. How ridiculous.
22: Do you keep books in the loo? uh magazines oh what what magazines like heat okay (laughs) yes things like that now what have i got at the moment i've got uh oh i've got men's health that's ironic (laughs) 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 i've got a very nice book on harpenden okay (laughs) your team are roaring with laughter i don't know why that's funny do you then you sit down uh, and read these do you know what the best toilet book is the argos catalogue Oh, my word. If anything is going to make it all happen, it's the Argos catalogue. Kettles. Sandwich makers. Three-piece sweets. What's on your show this morning? Coming up on the big phone in this morning, I'm asking, why do people cheat the benefit system the head of the crown prosecution service has told the bbc it's time we took a tougher stance on benefits cheats keir sama qc wants those who cheat the benefit system to face the prospect of up to 10 years in prison the cost of welfare fraud is an estimated 1.9 billion pounds a year and mr sama says this shows getting one over on the system is not a victimless crime Last year, 165 people a week were prosecuted for cheating the system with fake benefits claims. But were they motivated by greed... Poverty or something else? From Nine, I want to debate this and I want people's views. Why do you think people are cheating the benefit system? You know, what was quite interesting, this story today, they're saying, oh, mm. we're going to send people to prison for 10 years. The Already the system will allow people to be sent for seven years, which is quite a lot. I mean, that yes. would scare me into doing it. Would it scare you? Yes, it would. that, that would, uh, yes. So if there's already a, a fairly robust penalty for doing it, why are people still doing it? There must be some reason mm. why they're doing it. Is it because they're desperate? Is it because the system is just too easy to manipulate? I want people's views and people's experiences. If you know of someone who's cheating the benefit system, why do you think they do mm. it? 08459 five nine four We'll discuss this from 9.
4: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
22: This
1: is Ian Lee.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: 08459 oh, five, 455 double, 555 double, is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Alka is in Redbourne. Good morning, Alka. Good morning. Alka. Uh, well, it's a lady. I wasn't sure what to expect. <laughs> but, uh, but where's that name from? Alka.
28: Alka, I originate. My mum and dad are from India, oh. originally. Oh, it's
3: a, it's, it's a new one on me. Let me put it on the list of names. Hang on, where's my, <laughs> where's my list of names I carry around with? Here it is, hang on. Put it at the top. <laughs> Alka, lovely. Uh, what can I do for you, Alka?
28: Okay, so I was actually... I heard, I heard you say with regards to stopping... Um, or trying to help uh, Justin stop smoking. Yeah. And um, I own a, a Crown Pharmacy. I'm a co-owner of Crown Pharmacy in oh. Redbourne and Shenley. And we offer clinics to oh. patients who actually are quite keen to stop
3: what and what happens in these clinics
28: so what we do is we set up an initial meeting and we speak with our patients around you know uh, around when they smoke why they smoke how many they smoke a day and then we try and coach them through trying to break the habit but there's, at the same time we offer like patches in case we you know just, just to help patients wean off the actual nicotine and then we do um, like sessions every two or three weeks to see how they're going
3: and is it are are you in like a little support group with other smokers or is it one-on-one
28: no it's one-on-one it's a one-on-one session and i have fully trained champions it's what we call stop smoking champions Champions. in each each store so we've got fully trained um staff that know how to coach counsel help people to stop and actually our quit rate is we're helping one patient per month stop smoking
23: just Justin, you're chuckling away there. No, morning, madam. You're right. Yeah,
3: morning
28: Hello. to you. Sorry,
23: I've uh, just got a few t- talking to you in the street. That that was all. Hey, yeah. Good morning.
28: Good morning. <laughs> good morning.
23: Good morning, Justin. Morning. Uh, you, you're you're through to Alka, who, who thinks she can help you quit smoking. Mm. Hello, Alka. Hello.
28: Good morning, Justin.
23: The only way you're going to get me to quit smoking using patches is if you put the patches over my mouth so I can't inhale <laughs> the smoke. That's the only way, I'm afraid.
28: Well, we can try that, but there's other options as well. We can we can help you with other forms um, of, of stop smoking uh, kits that we have we can help with regards to actually showing you how much money you might save there was Mm. a patient that we had through who actually stop smoking, and the money that he saved, he bought his wife a brand new car out of that money. You
23: could buy your wife a brand new car out of that money, Justin. Uh, you see, the problem is, it's, n- it's not down to money, you see, no, no matter how much they put cigarettes up by, if you've got an addiction, you are going to buy cigarettes, it's got I, nothing I to do know. with the money, it's just purely the addiction. Know, my my but, problem know, with the patches, Alka, because I gave up smoking and I tried the patches, is that you're still
3: getting the nicotine, so yes. you, you're, you're, still, you're still hooked, yeah, mm, so as it we were. what
28: we do is we slowly take you away from those, it's, um, it's not like a cold turkey situation, it's it's actually to help and coach you through every stage. And Alka, okay.
23: my fantasy is to give up smoking, that is my fantasy, but what I'd like to do is still be a social smoker. In reality, oh. can that work?
28: Well, you know, the fact is, if that's your fantasy to stop smoking, well, I think you should give our clinics a go and see how far we can go. Well, it's worth a
23: go, I suppose.
28: I think, you know, you've got nothing to lose. It's, it's, it's a free um, clinic that we offer. And, you know, we've got champions that are fully trained to help you. Yeah, that's... And, you know, yeah. what have you got to lose, anyway?
3: Alka, you can- do you run clinics to help people get off dressing badly and wearing fake tan?
28: <laughs> uh, uh, we can try and set that up next year, maybe. I think
3: it's something... Alka, listen, thank you very much indeed. J- Justin, I don't want to turn this into a bullying yeah, you on air yeah, thing, because yeah. I know that, I, I, I know that's not fun for the
23: person, but mm. do, do you really want to stop smoking? Um, not at this moment no, in time. No, that's no, the, the thing that's the, missing. The problem is, it's the, it's the stress. Ian, working with you day yep. in, day out, it's a stress. Uh,
3: experience well i i understand that i have very high standards yeah. and i'm very very demanding <laughs> yes. uh, and you're right that to, to feel stressed yes yes but uh, you, you, so you don't want to give up but th- in that
23: case you've got to stop coughing in the in the office yeah i know I stop know. it it's the first i think it's, it's been a particularly good summer so what's happened is you know normally i'd have an afternoon nap uh during the summer this year i haven't done that sat out in the back garden for quite a bit and smoked more cigarettes that's the problem have you stolen two of my newspapers uh, yes Thanks very much indeed, Justin Dealey. I, I knew it. <clears throat> He's got my son and
3: my a n other newspaper, the Daily News, or whatever it's called, the one that's got the story about the benefits fraudsters who are going to go to prison for ten years. Well, JVS is talking about it. We're asking a slightly different thing. I mean, but, but do you think they should go to ten years? Uh, go to prison for ten years? Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. It seems a little bit harsh to me. And I was I was saying this earlier on. I, I do. I like to think that most people who are claiming benefits, most of them, are doing it and would rather not be doing it. They would rather that they weren't disabled or they would rather that they weren't unemployed, that their circumstances were a little bit different and that they could go out and earn, uh, you know, a decent wage. Or is that me just being naive and being a little bit hippy-dippy? 08459 four double five five double five. Benefit fraudsters, should they go to prison for ten years, it just feels a little bit harsh to me. And also, I would—am well, I right in thinking it would probably cost us more money to send them to prison? How much does it cost per per lag? Yeah, prison slang. Per year, normal words. It, it's going to be mo- more expensive to send them to prison. If that's the case, it doesn't make economic sense to do it, does it? I'm not saying we should turn a blind eye to them, but but. 08459 455 555 is the phone number you can send me a text 81333 start your text 3CR or you can send me an email ian.lee at bbc.co.uk
1: Travel news for
3: beds, hearts
6: and bugs
4: BBC Three Counties Radio
6: still very slow on the A1 southbound at the Black Cat Roundabout delays through Roxton this morning, the A1M busy southbound as well, this is past Hitchin and Stevenage, junctions 8 and 7, and into London if you're driving through Boreham, would expect queues on the A1 from the Holiday Inn, junction 2 Mill Hill Circus. Southbound M1 slow moving from Flittick to Luton, junction 12 to 10. The M40 southbound, it's pretty slow from Watlington to High Wycombe, junction 6 to 4, then again on the London bound side from Beaconsfield, down To the M25 junction 2 to 1. If you're going further into London on the A40, you can expect long delays from the end of the M40 at the Denham Roundabout all the way through to Gypsy Corner in Acton. It's much worse than usual after an accident on the westbound side leaving London at Hillingdon earlier this morning. Clockwise M25 queuing St Albans through to South Mims into the roadworks. Anti clockwise delays from back in Essex into the roadworks at Potters Bar. And anti clockwise also slow M1 to the M40 junction 21 to 16. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Adam, thank you very much indeed. 08459 four double five five double five. A
3: lot of things we need to tidy up in the last 30 minutes of the show. Books in toilets, treats for dogs and benefit fraudsters. I know, isn't it busy? Let's get the news and sport now. Across beds, hearts and bugs.
4: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's half past eight. I'm Lee Agnew. The headline security firm Serco has dismissed three employees at Yarlswood Immigration Centre in Bedfordshire. It follows allegations that women there have been subjected to unwanted sexual advances. Hertfordshire police say two people who stabbed a man in Stevenage may have been injured during the attack. The victim is in a critical condition after the stabbing at Harrow Court Flats in the early hours of Friday morning. People who commit benefit fraud can now get ten years in prison. The director of Public Prosecutions, Keir Starmer, says getting one over on the system was not a victimless crime. And the controversial surgery centre at the Lister Hospital in Stevenage is back under NHS control this morning. Doctors refused to refer patients to the privately run centre since the deaths of three patients after routine surgery. The weather will be cool today with blustery showers, top temperatures around 14 degrees Celsius, that's 57 degrees Fahrenheit. Three County Sports
4: See Three Counties Radio.
0: Starting with football and Cristiano Ronaldo's new deal with Real Madrid has ended Manchester United's hopes of re-signing him. Ronaldo's signed a new five-year contract with the Spanish club, which reportedly makes him the highest-paid footballer in the world. Luke Chadwick, Sean Williams and Patrick Bamford help secure a 3-1 victory for the MK Dons against Notts County. Goal scorer Sean Williams is focusing on his own team's efforts.
13: I think we're just taking each game as it comes. We're not worrying about other teams' results and how they're doing we're just we're just worried about our own performances and making sure we can get as many points on the board as possible and Peterborough up next, so we'll focus our attention on them when uh, when we come back in training.
0: In the Premier League, Swansea play Liverpool at the Liberty Stadium this evening. Great Britain's Davis Cup team will play the top tennis nations next year. They won their playoffs 4-1 in Croatia after victories for Andy Murray and Dan Evans. Afterwards, Murray praised the work of Davis Cup captain Leon Smith.
13: The last few years has been some great wins. You know the guys have really stepped up, and it was something I spoke to Leon about a couple of years ago was you know trying to get some experience um, from the younger guys feel what it's like to play Davis Cup the doubles guys have been very solid last couple of years you know being back in the world group is big we haven't been there for five six years and you know we haven't won a match in the world group for a long time so hopefully we'll be able to achieve that
0: England's cricketers play Australia in the deciding one-day match of the series in Southampton today. England have rested Captain Alistair Cook for the series to give him a break ahead of the Australian tour later this year. David Gower says that's the right decision.
14: The big difference, say, between playing the Ashes, you know, my favourite Ashes of 85, which is all was one very much to celebrate for me. We had that over something like three months with the way things work nowadays the intensity is higher so it doesn't take quite so long but you're always going from test match intensity three days off with a bit of training with that test match intensity again so you can understand why a captain especially might be feeling a tad weary at the end of it all and this rest period now i'm sure doing good
0: and that's bbc three counties news and sport with more at nine o'clock
14: Text
1: 81333.
4: Start your message with 3CR.
1: Text will be charged at the standard network rate.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Don't forget, if uh, you want, you can go and download the podcast of this show by going to iTunes and typing in Ian Lee BBC. It pops up. uh, Or by going to the Three Counties website and clicking the podcast link. A new one comes out every Friday. um, And it's the best bits, don't laugh, of uh, the week. But first, before we uh, do anything else this morning, GPs have started referring patients back to the controversial surgery centre at the Lister Hospital in Stevenage. From this week, the centre is back under NHS control. Three patients died there after routine surgery when it was under the ownership of the private building firm. That's right, building firm. Carillium, Jeremy Cox is chair of the Hertfordshire Local Medical Committee, which represents GPs in the area, joins me now. Good morning, Jeremy. Will you feel more confident about referring patients there now? Um, To be honest with you, I think
9: our feeling is it's a bit too early to know exactly what's going on. Clearly, there were some very severe problems, uh, and we're pleased to see that action seems to be taken. We speak quite often to our local commissioning group, uh, Eastern North Hearts, Uh, and we've spoke to them last week about this. They're keeping an eye on on performance and how things are going, Uh, and clearly once they're happy that the systems are fully back to what we would expect, uh, we'll be writing out to GPs again.
3: The staff at the surgery centre won't change, will they?
9: No. No. Um, Does that that, raise concerns, do you think? um, Well, from what I've already said, you can tell we want to be convinced that the, the, the management systems, which seem to be the problem uh, that we were dealing with uh, have really got themselves sorted out um, we, we didn 't have concerns with the clinical staff; we just think the systems weren 't working properly, uh, and once we 're confident that they are we 'll be pleased and happy to be able to refer to our local hospital again.
3: How did doctors feel when you heard about the patient deaths, and I think it was eight and a half thousand patient records that had gone missing.
9: We were clearly extremely concerned. It's quite an unusual step for us as a local medical committee to take, to write to our uh, uh, colleagues to say that they should think long and hard before referring to a particular unit. Uh, But clearly the problems were of such a nature that that was the step we had to take.
3: Was it doomed from the start, do you think, Jeremy? I I, I was so surprised that Carillion, uh, the the business, uh, a building company, who have no record in running hospitals, were put in charge of this.
9: There was a long uh, process carried out by the local commissioners uh, who were clearly different in those days. Um, There were bids put in, there was a process that was supposed to be going through. Um, I I think as a local doctor I had no feeling when it started that there were going to be these problems. Um, I presumed that the uh, tender had gone out properly and had been carried out in a proper way.
3: What difference will it make now that it's under NHS control?
9: My hope again as a local doctor is that we can make sure that the standard goes back to where we would expect uh, and that we can once again refer to our patients to a unit where they can look forward to excellent uh, and effective care
3: jeremy thanks very much for your time jeremy cox chair of the hertfordshire local medical committee call
4: 08459
3: 455 555 bbc three counties radio Colin is in Dunstable. Good morning, Colin. Good morning
7: to you, sir. How are you today? Oh, not bad. Uh, I still haven't received that check for that report I did for you.
3: But this was into how we sex up libraries. Yeah. To be honest, um, you you basically you said we couldn't sex them up.
7: I still did the research. Well,
3: I can't pay you for no (laughs) evidence and no. If you (laughs) send send me your workings out, and I'll have a look at them.
7: All right. Uh, Anyway. Yes. Right. A back. Bacteriologist yes. ...studies... Oh, we go. ...bacteria. Right. Right? Yes. A microbiologist... Yes. ...which is the word you were thinking... trying to think of, I believe... All
3: right. Mind reader. Darren Brown.
7: Um... <laughs> ...is someone who studies anything which cannot be seen by the, uh, naked eye, i.e. you no. need a microscope to see it. Yes. This could be... This could be viruses, prions, Prions. anything like that.
3: What's a prion?
7: Oh, it's um, um, a bit of protein. It's the one that um, um, was associated with um, uh, mad cow disease.
3: Mad cow disease, okay. And what's a toxicologist then?
7: A toxicologist studies the toxins. Or, oh come or on poison. Yes. Um which can of course be made by bacteria, viruses, etc. Who's the best? <laughs> Sorry. Who's
3: the best out of all of them?
7: Oh, well, no idea. They 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 they're, they're each dis- oh, dis- discipline. If you had to
3: if you had to pick one to save from a house fire, what what would it be?
7: <sighs> uh
3: go for the microbiologist. have to be a microbiologist. Yeah, 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 yeah. you would, wouldn't you? Yeah. You, you'd have to? Yeah. There's no no choice about it. Yeah. Colin, well, thank you so much for that.
7: It's my pleasure.
3: It, it, it literally is. Wilf's in Olney. Good, good morning, Wolf. Good morning. Good morning, Wilf. What can we do for you? You you was on about them toilets. You know, the ones where they put the bench across the hole. Well, I, I, I wasn't on about them, but Dennis and Dunstable was, yes.
12: Well, um, all I can remember is they used
3: to call the man who made
12: them the Prince of the Chilterns.
3: The Prince of the Chilterns. He was the fellow that dug holes in the ground and that you'd do a a whoopsie Why did they call him that? I suppose he was the Prince of making the toilets, wasn't he? Yes. um, Again, why did they call him Prince of the Chilterns? I've got no idea. You're going back to, like, the 1940s and 50s. I'm trying to think. Is there some kind of rhyming slang there? But I can't think of one.
12: No, I don't think there is. But um, if, I think if you look through your computer somewhere, he they isn't. even made a film of him what? changing the uh, the shape of the old because people were spending too much time
19: in the toilet.
3: So uh, so this is hey, this, this is what Dennis was kind of banging on about. Sorry, I, I do apologize. Let me just explain to the, the listener who's just tuned in. The reason we're talking about toilets is we were talking about people who keep books in toilets. Uh, Dennis called in with a book about toilets. So it had to be disallowed. But, Wolf, so you're saying that people would stay too long on these holes in the ground, so they made the toilets a different shape... Yeah. ...and made them uncomfortable.
12: Yeah. He, he, uh, if I remember the film right, it's an old black-and-white film. He made one of them into a star shape. What? Uh, another one into an oblong and it's so that they didn't get comfortable in the seat and spend too much time in there. Their farm hands
3: and that. So this is this is a film called Prince of the Chilterns. I
12: don't know if it's called that. But right. I know they nicknamed him Prince of the Chilterns, right?
3: Like. I'm going to IMDB, let's find out. No, there's no it takes me to the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Which I don't think is uh, is about that no. at all. Okay, well th- we are we are getting closer, but in many ways we're getting further apart as well. But but Will, thank you for that insight. That's all right. Do you, have any a books in, do you have any books in your toilet, Wilf? No, I ain't big enough. For t- I'll use the books for toilet paper, can't Thank you very much indeed. There we go, you see. This is the quality of listener I've brought with me to BBC Three Counties Radio. For that, I can only uh, apologise. Shall we have a quick look at the, at the front pages of some of the newspapers? Because Daily's nicked most of my papers. I really... I, 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 what have we got here? We've got one, two, we've got five. And they're not the fun ones. What one? Where? You point it. That's um, the sports section from the Telegraph. And that's the business section. Where, where is the Telegraph? Oh, For goodness thanks. Front page of the Telegraph. The show is slowly... Did, can we ask Jonathan if he wants to come in 20 minutes early? The show is uh, slowly collapsing around my ears. I think it's time he came in and picked up the pieces. Uh, Minister, we must debate the future of the veil. This is the front page of the Telegraph. Liberal Democrat says Muslim girls have garment imposed on them and a ban should be considered. Uh, Mr Brown said he is in- instinctively uneasy about banning behaviour but suggested that the measure may still be necessary to ensure freedom of choice for girls in Muslim communities. Well, hang on a second. If you're banning it, you are eradicating freedom of choice. Yes, there may be some young women who uh, uh, wear the veil and would rather not. But, what are you doing? Right, where's my son? Hi. Unbelievable, Justin Deely. Oh, where's the sun? He's kept the sun, hasn't he? Uh, if you're banning it, then you're removing all freedom of choice. Let's have a look at the Times that Justin Telegraph has just tossed in my face. Let's see what we've got here. The Times. Ten-year jail term for benefit for horses. We'll be talking to Deely about that in a little bit. Oh, is there a fashion show somewhere? Yeah, London Fashion Week, where a bunch of idiots get together and wear stupid clothes that no one's ever going to wear, and they'll go, Oh, isn't that fantastic, darling? Aren't you good? No! Stupid clothes. The Mulberry Show at London Fashion Week milked the idea of Englishness to the max as Emma Hill, the label's creative director for the past six years, bowed out with hugs, tears and a storming collection. Well, the storming collection is they've got a dog in a penny. That's the storming collection, a dog in a tabard. How is that...? How is that a storming... collection? She was was getting hugs and tears for having a nervous breakdown that prompted to design a dog in a tabard. London Fashion Week. Did you see this? They had the onesie that's a onesie with a balaclava that completely covers your body. And then the nunsie, which is the kind of thing you can pick up in an Ann Summer shop, I've been led to believe, where it's like a body stocking. Jeez. And these people probably get paid, what, I don't know, hundreds of pounds a week? At least... Uh, uh, Paul Hollywood, oh Paul Hollywood is putting his name on pants uh, haven't we all got, g- g- the whole nation, the whole world indeed has grown collectively bored of Paul Hollywood haven't we? He was like fun for about a few minutes, then he went out, he dumped his wife and went out with that girl. It's a spicy mix, an alleged extramarital affair, oh it's alleged is it just delete what I just said, followed by an attempt to conquer the world of culinary merchandise, including underwear he's making oh, let's get some Hollywood pants. Jeez. I might make some pants. i not going to. The Guardian. No, oh, it's boring. It is. There's not a lot of news around today. The Independent. Oh, the Paloma Faith. Singer Paloma Faith and her massive gums attended the Tempoli show at London Fashion Week yesterday, which also featured collections by Dame Vivian Westwood. She's still going. Loren Scott and Mary and too. This is on the front page of a newspaper. Who cares? Legalising cannabis, the £1.25 billion tax benefit. Uh, the Daily Mail, criminals on bail commit one in seven murders. And there's a picture of another girl at London Fashion Week. Why are all the newspapers so obsessed with London Fashion Week? And Mick Jagger is at London Fashion Week in the front page of the Daily Express. What is it about London Fashion Week? I don't get it. He is. He's looking for a new girlfriend, that bless him. Well done, he. Well done, he. Quarter to eight, BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now while I go and have a drink of milk. Travel news for beds, hearts
1: and bugs.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
6: Continues to queue on the A1 at the Black Cat Roundabout southbound through Roxton. The A1M then slow from Hitchin to Stevenage and queues into London. Boreham Wood, the Holiday Inn Junction down toward Mill Hill Circus. The M1 southbound is slow from Flittick to Luton, Junction 12 to 10 the M40 particularly busy from Watlington to High Wycombe, Junction 6-4 to then again from Beaconsfield to the M25, Junction 2 to 1A It's looking pretty busy on the A404 to and from the M40 around High Wycombe as well, going down toward Marlow in particular Looking at the A414 in London Coney westbound, it's slow There was an accident a bit earlier this morning with two vehicles involved. This was between the London Coney roundabout and the Park Street roundabout, and although it's been clear out of the way you are going to find it very very busy around there clockwise M25 queuing into the roadworks at South mims also busy anti-clockwise from Essex through toward the works at Potters Bar and as you continue the M1 at the M40 junction 21 to 16 looking really busy as well trains and tubes though are for the moment running well Adam Glenn BBC Three Counties Radio thank you very much Adam
3: It's Monday the 16th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Serco has sacked three staff at Yarlswood Immigration Centre following allegations of unwanted sexual advances. People who commit benefit fraud can now get ten years in prison. And detectives say two people who stabbed a man in Stevenage may have been injured during the attack. Coming up, we'll be talking about benefits and the uh, fact that some people may go to prison for ten years for committing benefit fraud. If you want to have your sound there, 08459 455 555. But before that, here's the weather. Elizabeth Rizzini.
4: Beds, hearts and bucks weather.
3: BBC
1: Three Counties Radio.
16: Hello, very good morning to you. It's a chilly start to the day. It's also a bright and a sunny start, but we are going to see some showers. They'll probably push in through the course of the afternoon, so don't be too surprised to see um, one, or two, um, one or two showers around a little bit of wet weather. The showers should be quite fleeting in nature because of the brisk westerly breeze yesterday. still feeling really very windy. The strong wind's continuing through the rest of the day. Top temperatures today only up to 14 degrees Celsius. That's 57 in Fahrenheit, some spots getting up to 15, but generally it is quite cool for September. Um, Don't get the wrong end of the stick though, it is going to be quite dry for um, many places, will stay dry all day I think and there will be some spells of brightness and sunshine in between the showers, so it's certainly not all bad news. Now overnight tonight the skies are going to clear, temperatures down to 6 or 7 degrees Celsius it could be quite a chilly night again and it's going to stay quite windy into tomorrow. So tomorrow then, clouding over quite quickly through the morning and eventually some outbreaks of just light and patchy rain this rain could turn heavier particularly towards southern areas of the three counties through the course of the afternoon and um, generally staying quite quite unsettled and really quite cool as well for the rest of the working week things may just look up at the weekend we might just be seeing another warmer spell but all to play for really
4: over the next few days that's the forecast Every weekday morning from 9, the biggest local talking point.
21: There is only one professional force that can control chemical weapons. How can we, as a civilised country, stand by and let more poor, innocent
22: children get killed? The JBS Show. Harry's in Bedford. Let's see what Harry wants to say. She knew what
21: the laws were. She knew what she was doing. She got caught. tossed. I disagree
26: with the penalty. I think that for smuggling drugs, it shouldn't be a death penalty.
4: The JBS Show.
3: Weekdays from 9. BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 oh, five, 455 double, 555. Double, Frank's in Kempston. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Ivanovich. Yes. Thing, oh, look at you, you old romantic yeah, flirting with smiled, me. Didn't it? it did make me smile, Frank, and that's what life's all about. Of course it is. And Do you, cheer you up a bit, too. The fashion will getting you down. Oh, my goodness. Are you interested in London Fashion Week?
25: <laughs> no, hot, is, not, not far is, from it. Is, is, <laughs> is
3: anybody interested in London Fashion Week? No. It's just a pointless load of toffs running around in ridiculous clothes.
25: Obviously, it sells papers.
3: Well, I don't know if it does. Well, somebody
25: thinks so.
3: Do you anyway, have any books in the
25: toilet? toilets the old bogs that they used to dig in the army days. Yes, oh, yes. Yeah, well, that book it was uh, written, written about was called The Long Drop. Which, which book? The book on toilets.
3: Oh, the book that Dennis and Dunstable was talking about? Yeah, it's
25: called The Long Drop.
3: How has he managed? How has he managed <laughs> to hijack <laughs> this the show?
25: was that uh, the fellow walked in uh, in the dark, uh, one of those uh, very pits, and, uh, unfortunately to him, he didn't know. There's a chap in there with two wooden legs. What? And he thought it was a wheelbarrow and tipped him in the pit. Wh- 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 You've not believe that, that, haven't you? That
3: never happened. Well, <laughs> it should have happened. Well, it should do. No, hang on, no, it shouldn't. Let's smiling. not pick on... let will not... get you smiling, here. Frank, thank you very much indeed. Very kind. Uh, yeah. Hands up who understood that phone call. Anybody? No? No? Nope? Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Angelina is in Bedford. Hello, Angelina. Oh no! Hello, morning, young man again. Good morning to you, young lady. Good morning. I spoke to you last Monday morning. What? What were we talking about? Badgers. Oh, badgers. badgers. Oh, badgers. Oh, you never sent us pictures. Oh, we did. We didn't get them. No, you didn't. Right. All right, we'll get them off to you. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Well, you're lucky. You're allowed back ooh. on after that faux pas.
26: Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, for those of hey, know, Angelina so was sorry. at a badger,
3: a badger protest. They had to dress in black and paint their faces white.
26: Absolutely, okay. absolutely. And then poor old badgers, they're still getting gunned down, you know, so let's keep on supporting the badgers.
3: Yeah, yeah, well...
26: In the meantime, yes. pants... Yes, yes. Yes, fashion week. Now, I think <laughs> you've missed the idea, young man, haven't you? Well, uh,
3: well, the idea is a load of idiots walking around in clothes that nobody's ever going ah. to buy and then them, patting themselves on their backs. You're going to get into so much trouble for that and you yeah, know with, it, Yeah, with a bunch you? of fashion designers, I could have them in a fight. I
26: know, but you see, the thing is, okay, that you know like uh, Vauxhall, etc., make prototypes of cars. Yes. Well, the same with these fashion designers. Good old Stella McCartney also is backing... Yeah, backing the ban on the cull and doesn't want the badgers killed a
3: Good old Stella McCartney. Well, of course, saying, her, dad's, her dad's a veggie. But, but how is that got. How are you trying. You can't tie that in with London Fashion I can, Week.
26: Because I was going to say, Ian, if yes. you get some designer pants with yes. your name on them, yep. as long as you get the badgers on them, we'll buy them.
3: Well, I'm not going right? to. Do you know what, I'm going to put a, Right, just to annoy you now, Angelina, <laughs> I'm going to put a picture of a badger with a shotgun in its head. On my pants. No you mustn't
26: do that. Because that's really contention. On my so you pants. You wouldn't want the poor little badgers to be killed now, would you?
3: I in- I have to be impartial.
26: So please be please be good, Ian, and please be nice about the badgers, and oh. let's stop killing them, please. OK,
3: Angela. Thank you, Angelina. Thank you very much indeed. Angelina in Bedford there. I'm not quite sure how she managed to... Uh, hands up, who understood the last two phone calls? Anyone? No. Justin oh. Dealey. <laughs> Hello, Ian. You right there. Yeah, I've got no idea what's going on the show. Have I, well, is this all is of those dreams where you dream a whole day's work and then you wake up and go, oh, no, I've got to do a whole
23: day's work again? Because it's, this is what it feels like. It's been a bizarre one. And you know what? The, these people that sponsor animals such as badgers and lions and things like that, OK, <laughs> it, (laughs) Yeah, but but, but people out there who do sponsor these animals. Now, let's just say (laughs) that he's going. Okay, you come face to face with a lion, and he's about to eat you, and you say, "No, hang on, hang on! I sponsored you." Is he going to take any notice? No, he's not. How do? You,
3: okay, here's here's the thing, these, and these are genuine facts. Okay, yeah. how do you stop an alligator or a crocodile, not being racist, from uh, eating you? Um, no. To play a Des O'Connor song, maybe. No, seriously, it's not the punch. It's not the punch. Hey, the team next door, Catherine and uh, Kelly Betts, You're saying a punch to the face, punch are you? No, the conch. Yes. no it's not. Punch it's you get nose. it's not. You get a plank of wood, a piece of wood, a <laughs> branch, and you put it in its mouth so its jaw stays open. Where'd you get that from? Well, you'll probably be in a swamp or. A forest, so th- that's what you, you can get. You punch it from.
16: him in the nose while you get in the okay. T-
3: this one's for you, Justin. Then yeah, you will let these two lose uh, the, the production team come in. How do you stop a shark from uh, eating you? um oh that i don't know what to do there you you hit it on the nose that's it that's the one you punch on those it's a shark it's hard to punch underwater so you've got to try and tempt it out of the water you smack it on the nose while the shark goes oh flipping it i'm having of this i'm gonna go so you're saying to me if if i I tried
5: that with a crocodile or an alligator yeah they'd say no 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 no, wrong species
23: yeah you want to be doing that with the shark i need a bit of wood in my mouth (laughs) here's a fact for you sharks don't actually like the taste of human flesh they think we are a giant fish so that's why they normally take one bite and one bite only just one bite is it takes though Justin I know but I'm just saying they don't like the taste of human flesh how
3: do you stop a dog if a dog has got his his hand his his mouth on your arm and he won't let go of it how do you get him to let go the bum pull its tail so, Kelly, the bum. You put a finger up its backside. <laughs> it's true. It's
23: true. Kelly probably does that for fun isn't he though? Okay, let, for goodness' sakes, can hey. we? Go, let, let's just let, come on now,
3: please. I don't want to get sacked from this job as well. Yeah. I've, I've lasted here just over a year, and while that may be a world record for me, uh, I'd like to stay a little bit longer. Now, yeah. Justin, yes, serious matters. I know JBS will be talking about this after nine o'clock. There are, uh, there are. There's the invasion. Uh, there are calls to send. What on earth is going on there? For goodness' sake. No idea.
23: I think they're not I'm working just with you. Go they're, on. they're coming to I- take me away. Ha ha, hoo ha ha, to the funny farm. 10 year jail term for benefit fraudsters. This is the front page of the Times. We've yes.
3: been a- I-, I sent you out to ask people about it. You managed to find your equipment, did
23: you? Yes, I got the equipment. I mean, I mean currently, of course, it's seven years anyway, so yep. it's not a massive leap. I think three years won't make a big amount of difference personally. If they doubled it, maybe that would put more people off. But, but you were saying earlier on, you weren't quite sure whether it was harsh or not, yep. 10 years in prison for this. I have been asking people that question. Here's what people have had to say.
29: I don't think it's too harsh, really because we work and there's people that sit on their bums all day doing nothing and they reap all our benefits instead so I agree with it
23: As you say, you're working very hard for a living (laughs) like most people are I
29: don't have much of a life, you know I get home from work and all I can do is wash my clothes, cook my dinner, go to bed other people can buy all these fancy TVs things like that and so nothing. these
23: people that are claiming these benefits illegally make you pretty angry then when I say other things?
29: Yes, and I know they make other people angry as well, you know. When you have conversations, it always comes up every now and then when you're having a bad day and you're just like, oh, I just want to sit on my own and do nothing. But... Let
23: me ask you this lastly then, <laughs> because it makes you so angry, if you knew somebody was claiming benefits illegally, would you pick up the phone, would you make that call, would you grasp that person up?
29: I wouldn't straight away, I'd try and get them to own up for themselves, but if it went on too long and they were taking the mickey, then yeah, yeah. If they, are, if they are faking their illness, everything like that, then fine. If they are truly ill, then they should be entitled to it, yeah, but no. If they're fraudulent, then no. No sympathy. No.
22: <laughs> uh, no, it's probably about
23: right. Uh, Maxine, we're looking at the front page of the Times here. Ten years, is that a bit harsh? What do you think?
29: Ten
24: years, possibly a little bit harsh, but I still don't personally think they're hard enough on benefit fraudsters, to be Mm. honest. They need to be a bit more severe punishment. It does annoy me that you know there are people out there that can play the system and can play the system very well and get away with it when people that seem to make a genuine mistake on the system are the ones that they clamp down hardest on, I think.
23: If you knew that somebody, let's just say where you lived was claiming benefits illegally would you grasp them up
24: i don't know because sometimes i think when you get involved it causes yourself more problems than really if you just turn blind eye. But i'd like to think i would
23: would you grasp someone up justin it's a really tough one, isn't it? Because, I mean, obviously people are doing this because you, you would think they're desperate for money. I think if there's children involved, you probably would think twice. But then again, you know, why should the majority of people go to work, work very, very hard for a living, yet there's people out there that that are playing the system? I love these programs where uh, they go out and they film these people, undercover filming, and they say, oh, I can't walk, and there they are, running to the local pub or going to the local bookies. I like it when that happens, but but simply, too many people out there, I think it's, what, one. 0.9 billion billion a year of welfare fraud. That's a lot of money. Something's well, well, got to happen. Well, 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 well. But how do we know that that is, is welfare fraud? If we know that, then we, the government must know who's doing it, so why don't they do something about it? Well, you, they would argue that they are doing something about it, but unfortunately, like everything, they can't catch every single person. So no matter what they do, there's always going to be somebody out there playing the system and playing it very well. Do you still get um, paid cash in hand for this job, Just? Uh, no. No, I don't. Why's that? Oh, was just, just You've been signing on recently? <laughs> no, no. OK, thank you very much. Justin Daly, speak
3: to you later. Thanks, Ian. Ta-ta, there we go. Excellent stuff from Justin. That's it, that's your lot today. Thank you to producer Catherine for uh, steering this ship through the murky waters. <laughs> the good ship news through the murky waters of not a lot of news. Uh, it's 8.58. Let's get the travel news now with Adam. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
6: Plenty going on on the road still this morning. Busy as you come southbound along the A1 into Roxton and toward the Black Cat Roundabout. Once you get beyond there, it runs quite well past Sandy and Biggleswade, but it slows again on the A1M from Letchworth to Stevenage, junctions nine to seven, and then into London through Wood from the Holiday Inn Junction to Mill Hill Circus. Southbound M1 slow from Redbourne to Hemel Hempstead, junctions nine to seven. M40 southbound slow Watlington to High Wycombe, junction six to four. And if you're getting on the A404, there heading to Marlow, that's looking busy as well but if you're sticking with the M40, it slows up again from Beaconsfield to the M25. London Coney, the A414, busy after a two-vehicle accident earlier between the London Coney roundabout and the Park Street roundabout, and the M25 still queuing anti-clockwise through the roadworks. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Thank you very much, Adam. Right, that's it, that's your lot. Don't forget you can go and download the podcast from iTunes or the Three Counties website. JVS is up next. Until six tomorrow from me, ta-ta.
4: Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks.
22: This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Monday, and on today's big phone-in, why do you think people cheat the benefit system? The head of the Crown Prosecution Service has...